Mr. James Charles, age 19. Once a crowned prince of cosmetics, he soon found himself to be a boy on the brink. After the Bengal Tiger of Beauty, Tati Westbrook seized upon her prey with the swift hand of avarice. He was quickly left cold in a shallow grave. While the masses in his doomed commune departed for other glam guru shores, his taciturn demure turned to fiery rebellion. Rising from the ashes with a list of receipts, Mr. Charles broke the dams and unleashed a torrential flood of tea upon an unsuspecting world. How did he do it? Hi, sisters. Where is Tati now? This is not about money. Why is Jeffree Star even here? I inserted myself into something publicly that I shouldn't have. These are just some of the questions you might find in the H3 zone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the HT podcast here with my beautiful, lovely host, Hila, of course. We've got the guys in back. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's enjoying the tea. How you guys feeling today? You doing good? Ian? Doing great. Thank you. And of course, guys, I just wanted to say Shredder is looking very cute today. He's also enjoying the tea because this week, this month, has been a tea, uh, tea-pocalypse. <laughs> it's been the tea-pocalypse. It's been unbelievable. Now, I think a lot of people are moved on past this James Charles thing, but I'm not moving past it yet because since we made our last video... um. James has responded with receipts, as they say. God, I'm like the biggest tea drama channel ever. We're going to have to revert after this. This can't be our per- permanent identity. Let's just have fun with it. Yeah, let's... Well, let's. we can, you know. Um, James Charles came back with all this evidence showing that um, Tati was super manipulative, if downright lying about a lot of stuff. And then Je- Jeffree Star starts coming in and calling... Uh, I can't keep track of all of them. Jeffree Star comes in starts calling James a danger to society. Pedophile. A predator. Um, And I think we all, we can't really let this go because these two guys were accusing James of such heinous actual crimes. They not only wanted to destroy him, they wanted to send him to jail. And now all of a sudden when James responds with all this proof that they're lying... They two, those two guys are all, all of a sudden about peace and harmony and love. You know, guys, I ha- I could totally bring the receipts, but I think it's time. I think it's time that we just step back and, and grow up. That's like Jeffree Star's yeah. video. Yeah, I bet do you. Some healing. Yeah. I bet your ass would like to do some healing. You know. So I got I to gotta say my piece for James Charles, who came riding on the T-Rapids soaked he lost so many subscribers he's back now he's back in the screen and tati is in the red actually she just posted a new video i'm curious really she posted an old video she had pre-recorded and i'm curious if um if she's gaining or losing as a result of that just a unrelated video unrelated she said hey guys um i have this i want to you know yeah, she's. That's what I wanted to see. And I'm not. And you know what? I'm not a beauty guru. I'm not here for peace, love, and positivity. I'm here uh, for tea, and I want to see people <laughs> die. That's what the H3 podcast tea pot, podcast is all about. The teapot. This is the teapot cast because I feel like Tati. She's trying to. She's trying to weasel her way out of this. 
now that it's completely backfired on her. And she's posting, like, this old shit. Dan, can you pull up her tweet and read it to us? Um, and I'm so glad to see people are not down with that. But the thing that really bothers me, and I think the most psycho person out of this, the most problematic, if there's anyone that this actual danger to society that's coming out of this, it's Jeffree Star. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know why people like him, but his involvement in this what is actually shameful, embarrassing, dangerous, and he didn't even apologize to James. He only wanted to uh, save his own ass. He only did in a way that kind of complimented himself. Right. Where he's like, I'm owning to my mistakes before going any further, and I'm going to be the better one here and just back off. Yeah. When it should be like, no, I fucked I up and I'm apologizing. I to James. But we're going to get into all that. You guys can draw your own conclusions. But Jeffrey Starr is someone that, in my opinion, seems like a dangerous lunatic. And wow. But Tati's getting the brunt of it, as well she should, you know. So, guys, not only that, okay, we've got this FaZe lawsuit. Uh, one of FaZe's biggest members is suing FaZe for predatory contract. We've got Jake Paul calling Cody Ko out for being a cyber bully. We've got Game of Thrones being the worst show of all time. Yeah, we're going to get to all that and more here at the HT Pot Podcast. Podcast. The HT Pot. Don't say pot. If you say pot by itself, we get demonetized. (laughs) Susan busts through that door like the Kool-Aid man and fucking chokes me out. Yeah, careful. Yo, were you after uh, Tati's latest tweet? Where that came along with this, uh, yeah, where she video? said she's posting on old video because she wants to heal and pray, right? Yeah, it's it's been two weeks since we played with we played it's been with makeup two weeks since you looked at me. <laughs> yes, man, I miss you all. I've just posted a video I filmed three weeks ago. I hope it provides a little escape and a little happiness. I'll get back to filming new videos soon. Love you all so much. And for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> I don't like her, she's such a phony. <clears throat> Let's go. Um, but before we get into all that, oh, and thank you to our sponsors, Third Love, Captera, and ExpressVPN. They're truly the greatest, guys. I want to give them a cup of tea and mm, love our sponsors. <laughs> but first, guys, I want to ask you the ultimate question because we're about to get into some ser- ter- serious tea. And I thought I'd break it up. Do you ever catch poop in your hand before it splashes in the toilet? Okay, because we had a lot of poop no, conversations. You just said that really quick. Yes. Let me show you a clip. Okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath, Ethan. Because <laughs> that's talk- not a regular question. <laughs> We've talked about pooping habits on the show a lot before. To a lot of people's dismay, they can't handle it. People don't like it. I personally, I like it. What can I say? It is my show, after all. Um, but we've pretty much exhausted the conversation. Mm-hmm. That is until I saw this clip recently on the internet. Now, if this guy's kidding is up for debate, Just but like my hunch t- is that he's not. Because one, he never corrects the record. He never said because you don't want people believing that you shit in your hand. Yeah. So he's no reason to lie about it or to joke. And he never, he never backpedals. And his he's surprised that nobody else knows what he's talking about. In the same way that when I first learned that people wiped from the back, mm-hmm. or that when I lifted my balls, and I was like, nobody knows what I'm talking. So. Yeah. It rings very true to me. With that being said, let's watch. Touch shit before. None of, none of, no, I've never shitted in a tissue before. You shit, you touch shit every single day if you shit. 
Like, you don't wipe yourself? It got shit in the tissue when you wipe yourself. You don't know how to get the... Why are you touching the shit? The tissue is for the shit. That's what I'm saying. You you grab shit No, all the no, time no. You're tissue. not saying that. You don't. Yeah, you wipe. You grab the shit. You don't grab... Why are you grabbing hold shit? Hold on, hold on. Do you got <laughs> shit stuck in me? your ass while hold you're on, thinking... Are so you telling me that y'all just let the doodle fall in the toilet? Y'all don't catch it every time? I love that. I love that. Mate, letting the doo doo fall in the toilet is crazier than shitting in your hand. I don't know how that works. Oh. I am about to leave, bro. How do y'all take a shit? I must have seen this shit wrong. My nigga. I've been catching my shit all these years. Now, I'm more disgusted than like, I feel like I can't continue. What are you talking about? I'm, my stomach So is hold tiny. on, so y'all just sit there and shit right, come right out. No way. What happens if you got the no runs way. or something like that? Yo, what do you do then? That shit, you wash your hair? Why do you think people wash their hands? He diarrheas in his hands. Yo, you shit in your hand, bro? With tissue. <laughs> this is worse than I thought. Interesting. So here's oh what I think. God. This guy, I think, is trying to solve a problem, which when you when you poop in the, the toilet, splash. the splash. Yes. Now... <laughs> you can instead of putting it on your hand, put it in the toilet, right? Yep. Now I have a friend in college who taught me that because I always was having water splashing on my ass, mm -hmm. and he, I really do owe him a gracious favor because he's taught me if you take the cover or toilet paper and you put it in the toilet, yeah, you will not splash. It will not splash, and mm -hmm. that really did change my life. I never thought about shitting in my hand to prevent that, <laughs> um, because that's the whole point is to avoid shit or water touching you. Yeah. So, but I've never heard of anyone. How could I? How do you even catch it? Like you just sit like that the whole time? Yeah, I think he just shits. He probably puts the paper over his hand, but he makes it sound like shit always touches hand. <laughs> He's like, does shit? You touch shit every day. <laughs> oh That's God. why we wash our hands. <laughs> Pretty incredible stuff. But I think it's a testament to really the diversity of. Of methods, <laughs> I think that's not one I would recommend. But I'm, but again, I'm, you know, there's diversity of method. I don't think he was kidding, though. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. He's a big <laughs> guy. That guy, that guy, like carbs up, so he's probably taking some monster I got shit. Shits. I can't imagine putting di diarrheaing in your hand, though. Well, that's you know? why you wash your hand, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. That's one reason. You know, that sure is one reason. A lot of the comments on this video were like. He could come the next day and make a statement that it was trolling and I, that it was not trolling and I would still think something's up. Like, I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, no, you said that right. <laughs> See, I, I was going to say the opposite. My reaction is if he comes out and says he was just kidding, I'm going to believe that guy shits in his hands. So, <laughs> like, I'm on the opposite spectrum. I think just because it's so unreal. But I think that's a man whose parents just failed him. Like, he was, <laughs> he's like a feral child who was raised by wolves, like he was put in a bathroom and, and as a child, let's say you're five years old and you're just learning to shit, you see toilet paper, you see a toilet, and you kind of just got to figure it out for yourself. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to put the toilet over my hand, I'm going to shit on, you know, we have weird ways of figuring, that's why we need guidance, that's not why we need our elders, our, mm -hmm. our elders to guide us through this world, for through this life, to show us how things are done, because otherwise we end up shitting on our hand like this guy. So I see this as a failure of his parents. I see this as a, a beautiful diversity of activity in the bathroom. We actually did a poll last night um, <clears throat> to find out 
how many people? A lot of respondents. So, 53,000 respondents so far. Uh-huh. Almost 54. Wow. So we asked our viewers for the podcast tomorrow, and please be honest, this is a rigorous scientific Twitter poll. Remember, these are all anonymous votes. Do you catch your poop with TP, obviously? Otherwise, you know, what is it for? Not animals. Yes. Uh, so it doesn't splash in the bowl. Um, so me, I'm no never. Oh, I can't. Are you kidding me? It's not letting me see the results, Dan. I could just read them off to you. I, it, the poll's not closed, actually. So no, but once you vote, you can see the. Results. Uh, well, I'll read it off to you. It's seventy-eight uh, percent. No, never. Ten uh, percent, a decent chunk. I have once or twice. Uh, and then we got four percent. Whenever I am able to, and eight percent every time. Don't what, you? What I the, feel like those people mm, are trolling. Yeah. What yeah. does whenever I am able to even mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when the option is available. Something. Like, you know, what if there's no toilet paper? Sure, I guess. You know. yeah. But it, I feel like there is actually maybe 10%. I think that is a truthful somewhere around that 10% actually poop like that. Yeah. There's one uh, representative of that group um, on this crew. Okay, I knew when I put this poll out that Zach was going to somehow <laughs> be involved in this. Okay. So, Zach, t- talk to me. I do, I do not shit in my hand, just for the record. <laughs> I did have an event over uh, the beginning of this week that... This you know, week? This week. Yeah. That's too... S- okay, did you? I know. It's a coincidence. So it's going to get graphic. So I, I, w- <laughs> I was constipated, all right? And there was this one piece that could mm. come out. <laughs> so I tried to make my, my own squatty potty, put my feet up on the trash can. Like, it just was not coming out. So I took a baby wipe. <laughs> Go tried, ahead. Tried to pull it out, and it, it came out. So d- does that count? No. Or, okay. It's <laughs> like an extraction. That's just yeah. That's you being constipated, bro. You need some Metamucil or something, man. At your age, that ain't right. Yeah, I know. Metamucil. You, you yanked the shit out of your ass. That's not the same. I've been since the pregnancy. I've been constipated, but I started taking Metamucil and I'm fine. I did it. It works. Huh? I take it with every meal now, like through two to four of those capsules, I take and it's five. like, bro, it's so it's amazing. You gotta get them as a sponsor. That's come on, Metamucil. <laughs> Can Seriously. you try to reach out to them, Dan, or the root? I will and actually. Yeah. Talk, to our, talk to our agency. If we're already talking about this, <clears throat> I've also I I don't need baby wipes anymore. You still use it though. You end with once the white in one. a while because of the no, Metamucil. Don't. You don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's hey. almost oh, that's what Crystalia was saying. Yeah. Right. Right. It's right. It's almost right. like every time it's like the clean wipe. Ooh. It's unreal. So it's like so, a ghost poop. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I always end with a wet one. That's my. Eth- ethos in life <laughs> but I it's definitely helped because before there was times before where I would even go two three four wet ones because it was so nuclear you no know, yeah I know so I yeah I can't endorse that product enough now everyone else who's waiting for us to talk about James Charles <laughs> and got a j- massive poop conversation let's move on okay I am proud of James Charles because his apology video he came out with was kind of pathetic. It was kind of sad and slow and sloppy. He was jet lagged. He was in Australia flying back. And I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. But boy, this glam guru, he put on his makeup. He came out glamorous as hell. And he went to war with these bitches. And I couldn't be prouder of him. That he stood up for himself. That he shut this whole drama down. 
and basically expose them for what they are. And a, a lot of us in the community had suspicions that Tati was a little naughty. <laughs> um, a lot of this stuff didn't add up. Mm-hmm. Why is a 37-year-old woman trying to destroy a 19-year-old yeah. who she considers herself a mother of? And, like, there were just a bunch of little accusations, but nothing concrete. Like Stuff like, oh, talking about personal shit, like, oh, I was at with your parents and you were inappropriate in front of them. Okay. You hit on straight boys. Okay. Um... Oh, you promoted my competitor, but it's not about that. Also, here's a link in the description. Even though it's not monetized. Okay. I'll tell you what, by the way, before we get into it. Uh, I made a nice little... She may not have monetized her video, but she sure as hell did monetize our video. She claimed our highlight. And by the way... I gave her ample opportunity to rectify the situation. I gave her a week to drop it before I brought it up on Twitter. But she freaking claimed our highlight. Like, hello? Mm-hmm. I know that, that that's an, can be an accident, the claim. But I disputed it. I gave her a week to resolve it before I said anything. Because of the beautiful copyright system, she has a month to sit on it. A month! Sorry, I got a kid on the way. I'm trying to get paid. <laughs> I got to give you a month. So she says it was an accident. Okay, well, to a- let me ask you this then. How do you accidentally, and maybe you know the answer to this, Hila. How do you accidentally file a DMCA? <laughs> because another person who made a video about her, she filed a DMCA takedown. Strike added. Video removed. That you don't do by accident, right? No, that sir. That has to be manual. Manual, and you are very, very, very much aware of what you're doing. No, sir. Weird. So, I smell a little bit of, uh, also, um, but then, censoring, uh, censoring, trying to control, you know. One, once those tweets went up, both, she dropped both of them, she dropped both. Of course. Because glam, know. because she doesn't know what she's dealing with. She doesn't understand... She's she's on one part of the community. She's with the T ladies, and they are mon- they are monsters. The community channel. She doesn't know about us. We are monsters. What did I say? Community. Yeah, commentary. She doesn't know about the monsters on the other side of the pond, which <laughs> is the the you know the commentary community. <laughs> uh, there's one cardinal sin in the commentary <laughs> channel community. Do not claim, and well, most of all, don't. Block or strike. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they say it. If you strike a video or claim a video, you have committed the cardinal sin and mask off. (laughs) And mascara off. (laughs) (laughs) So she kind of, I don't know, man. I was like, (laughs) dude, Tati, you're done. I don't like her, man. She's a phony. Now let's go over James's video here a little bit step by step. Let me show you how thoroughly he eviscerates her video on the sugar bear conspiracy. Let me show you this excerpt. We'll start here from the top. You went to Coachella, somehow had a security issue, and magically Sugar Bear <coughs> Hair is there with a contract in hand to save the day for you and all of your friends. 
No company would ever go out of their way to have an extra, you know, handful of passes that cost thousands of dollars a piece. First like, of all, that is such so a dumb wrong. assumption. So of, if anyone would, it would be a big company. And if they would give it to anyone, it would be someone big, like uh, James Charles. The biggest, <laughs> you know. Uh, nobody would have... Dude, these people have, like, million-dollar partnerships. Thousands of dollars. All of a sudden, thousands of dollars. You have a thousand drawers behind you. A thousand dollars? Nobody has that kind of money. You know. Um, that's such a stupid point. Like, if we were trying to go anywhere, let's say there's E3 here or whatever those kind of oh, events. Yeah. And you're trying to get tickets. You would get it from a brand. Bro, people are How throwing else do you them even get us. it? Yeah, <laughs> they're mean. throwing them at us. So stupid. Like, just in case, that leads me to believe that this was orchestrated beforehand, but he had an emotional conflict. So she's got this whole conspiracy theory that James says that on the spot, he wanted a artist pass. And she goes, oh, really? That doesn't make any sense. You were clearly conspiring with them beforehand because who would have a who would have extra passes? Yeah, no. Also, the moon doesn't exist. Yeah, no. He, he explained that he decided to go to the second weekend. I'll let him. I'll I'll let him uh, yeah. explain it. Of me and promises he made to me behind the scenes. Um, so he had to come up with a very clever story and didn't tell Listen me right when to he got you. back. But after the little bit was posted a very clever on their launch story. day. Despite what Tati said in her video, this whole situation go, was definitely Queen. not a big scheme that was orchestrated yes. beforehand. Yes. It really did happen on the spot. The Sugar Bear Hair team texted me the proposal right away. No money was involved. And with no time to negotiate in a panic, I signed. And By the way, he, he, I love James now. I'm a fan. <laughs> and the first one in his apology video, he's like, I am so... So like he's talking so slow and then when he's on the war he's like girl I'm like whoa I love it Hi sisters energy and it's forty million Yeah it's like and exactly <laughs> of like a roller coaster but I, yeah. James Charles he had nine days after Coachella to talk to me. On Monday, April twenty second, which was one Day after Coachella, I was due to post my stories based on my contract. And up until that moment, I honestly had not thought about the fact that Tati was a Sugar Bear Hair competitor. And in that moment, I thought that as a friend, she deserved a courtesy text to let her know the context of the sponsorship and everything that was going on. To not even get a phone call, to not even get a text a few days prior, but right after that sponsored post went up to have a text like, hey mom, love you, I'm stressed. Um, just so you know, XYZ, I just did this post, but it's no big. Before posting my stories, I actually did text Tati first out of respect for her, giving her heads up about the sponsorship. But I, can't, I read all these, upset. but basically- I tried my best to kind of explain the entire yeah. situation. I want to let you know that I have to post a sugar bear story today. They saved me at Coachella, yada, yada, yada. She said, this breaks my heart, whatever, yada, yada. But he did tell her before. Also, don't be so insecure about it. Your product, if nobody's buying your product, it's not because he did one story about Sugar Bear Hair. It's just your product sucks. It's one story, and he did a few for her, too. So what's the difference? And he'll do more if you guys are friends and whatever. That's Why? like Hila divorcing it me because I'm wearing a Supreme shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and trying to destroy my career. <laughs> 
I just don't We understand. should also give her a direct apology as well. It's all but the, at this these point, are the receipts, as they I say. I had signed the contract, and I absolutely I'm had to read post it. There was no getting out of it. Um, I then headed to the airport and took off on a flight to San Francisco. And by the time that I had landed one hour later, Tati had uploaded all of her Instagram stories of her crying, talking about the friends of the community that haven't really supported her, how she was alone, and how she felt very, very hurt and betrayed. Very quickly, people put two and two together and realized that this was clearly about me, and I started getting thousands and thousands of tweets and comments and texts about the whole situation. Throughout the next several hours, I made countless attempts to text both Tati and her husband James, and many phone calls as well, trying to reach them, all of which they did not respond to. And later on that night, while sitting in my hotel in San Francisco, because I could not reach Tati, I issued a public apology directly on my Instagram because- So there you go, that what she says happened is wildly wildly different than what actually happened and he's got the receipts sisters ass right so there you go really lie number sure one she saw that i was she said that he never reached out he never did anything all he did was post the story that only happened after days of trying to contact her and her husband because mm -hmm. she had already snapped and was like i'm gonna destroy this little bitch for daring to make an instagram story about one of my competitors and he does explain before this part that he just basically decided to go to the second weekend spontaneously, so they bought the VIP tickets. Mm -hmm. But the VIP, like many people, can buy it. Anyone so can buy it. It's just it yeah. wasn't enough. Right. So that's why he was stuck like that. Yes, that makes sense. And he he knew it that one of his sense. of it course, totally and, and one of his friends he knew got uh back our uh, artist passes from sh this company, Sugar yeah. Bear. And so he says, "Hey, can you put me in touch? I want to see if I can get an artist pass because yeah. it's really rough for me here." And they do have an artist pass. Who has a who? Excuse me. Who has extra passes? And he got them through them. I would have done the same freaking thing, dude. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have given it to me, but I would have tried. They'd be like, "Who's who?" <laughs> Girl, can I get artist passes? Who? Sorry, who? Ha they'd be like to me, who has extra passes laying around? <laughs> so now, next up, so that whole that whole's BS. Now it gets really bad. These accusations of him preying on straight men, okay, were were one of the most compelling and troubling things. And here's when he addresses them. It mostly hinges on the accusations of this waiter, Sam who James met, look at how tuned in I am to the drama. Are you impressed? <laughs> I'm tuned in as well. So I don't know she, if so, it's impressive or I, not. Yeah, I mean, dude, look at me. I'm like a 15-year-old girl all over again. <laughs> so James went out with Tati on her birthday dinner. There's a cute waiter or bartender or something that James is flirting with eye contact, okay? Um... And then in the video, she's like, what is wrong with you? He's straight, and you are forcing yourself on him and making him seem like um, he's really a predator. Mm -hmm. Well, the DMs show, and this is really fascinating, and Jeffree Star, this was one of his main points, was saying that James is a sexual predator, a danger to society, because this guy, Sam, he locked in his hotel room and wouldn't leave, even though he knew he was straight. Yeah. Well, listen to uh, James talk about it here telling me about a situation that happened in Seattle at my birthday and it literally made me want to vomit. Oh my God, you tried to trick a straight man into thinking he's gay yet again and somehow you're the victim. You know, it's really disgusting to manipulate someone's sexuality, especially when they are still, you know, emerging into adulthood. How old is James, by the way? 19. 19. Right. 20 Emer as of um, yesterday. Emerging like. into adulthood from the 27-year-old lady. 
Shut up. Thank and don't you, quite have everything figured out. You are using your fame, your power, your money to play with people's emotions. And you're blow. doing that to have them behave sexually in your favor, even if they're straight. And you know what? That's not okay. And how dare you laugh about it and make meme after meme and retweet and this and that. And I love straight boys. I love straight boys and make it a joke. Because this behavior is not normal. It's not okay. Cracking someone's sexuality is not an escape room. First of all, I am a 19 year old virgin. I talk about boys quite a lot on my social media networks. Clearly at this point, it is not- What does the virgin mean? Being gay, by the way, I was wondering. No, um... No butt stuff? Does that mean that he's never had his dick? <laughs> what, like, like no oral stuff? Would that make you still a virgin? I don't think so, but I think... I no, think no intercourse. No, yeah, no, 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 uh, how would you say? <laughs> penetration. No penetration, either receiving or giving. That's my guess. That's I my guess know. as well. But it's kind of, I think it's kind of, um... I gotta sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys um sorry shredder so but i thought it was kind of endearing how he came out he's like listen i'm a virgin yeah do we have to take a break then uh two minutes okay let's just do it then we'll continue on with this but man he cra- he shuts this down he shuts it down I mean, I love this. When I watched this video, I was like, yes, queen! <laughs> Tati is this... I don't like her. From the first minute, and now I'm sure of it. We'll be right back, guys. Ela, have you ever had difficulty finding the right bra to fit every, your breasts? Every single time. And when you get the wrong bra, how much of a pain in the butt is it? Or a pain in the boobs, you could even say. Uh, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. It's not right. You've got all these sizes, A, B, C, D. What about all everything in between? It's not right, and that's why Third Love exists. Because Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their fit-finding quiz to design the perfect bra with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect premium feel every dang time. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half-cup sizes for just when you have one half-cup of boob. All the time. Traditionally, you've got to take a full cup of boob. It's like shoe sizes. Exactly. You know, they're changing the game. Fit Finder Quiz. They've got a quiz that you answer simple questions to find your fit, and it only takes 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. Did you know that your breast shape matters when finding a good fit? Uh, Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. It's got a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test, and if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. See, that's nice. I like that. They donate Mm -hmm. it. They don't incinerate it. It's really thoughtful, but you get your money back. It's risk-free either way. Third Love's team of experts, fit stylists, are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. You can even text, chat, or phone call them. Uh, returns and exchanges are free and easy. So what the heck are you waiting for? Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash h3 now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash h3 for 15% off today. Finding the right software can be a challenging endeavor because it takes so long to get it set up. You got to install it. You got to pay for it. You could do all this. And then you, you realize it's not the right software for you. Mm-hmm. You know what you really need is a hub for reviews with software. You can find software, read reviews, and 
make sure you're getting the right one. And that's the beauty of Captera. Captera is the first free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. With over 850,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Uh, search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. My friends, that's as niche as it gets. Yoga studio management software. <laughs> you can, it cannot be used for anything but yoga. Um, no matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution and fast. So join the millions of people who use Captera every month to find the right tools for their business. Now, I've had trouble all throughout building these businesses, finding the right software. You got organizational issues, content management systems. You need, you need bookkeeping stuff. You need, I, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. You go to Captera, you type up what you're looking for. You're going to find an incredible breadth of availability and reviews. The people are going to tell you which one to try based on their real experience. Go to capterra.com slash h3 for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. capterra.com slash h3. Captera, that's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash h3. Finding the right software can really change the game, and I hope that you will find that over at capterra.com slash h3. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your password and credit card details. Well, guess what? Just because you're single and broke doesn't mean hackers don't want your data. Because stealing from unsuspected people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your password and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I decided to take action and protect myself from cybercrime. Criminals, I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps to run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turn on ExpressVPN. Protection only takes one click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get this very same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your, protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash h3. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash h3 for three months free with a one-year package <laughs> Visit expressvpn.com slash h3 to learn more. Mm. Welcome back. I had a funny realization during the break. I think Tati is like the villain from Snow White. It's like mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the prettiest of them all. And, the, mm. and then the mirror's like, it's James Charles is the prettiest. <laughs> and then Tati's like, I will destroy him. I must be the prettiest. Also, Tati's name on all of her social medias is Glam Life Guru. What is it? Yeah, Glam Guru. Glam Life. Guru Life. All right. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Let's let's hear James uh, defend himself. We're talking about that in a little bit. I promise you. Um, but just thought I would bring it up, put it out into the universe. I don't really get a lot of action. We have probably guessed this at this point. So that being said, I have never and would never and will never use my fame 
money, or power to manipulate or get any sexual actions from a guy. That is disgusting. It is not me. And the fact that Tati brought this up blows my mind because she knows the real story. Um, the story that we're talking about here is a situation that happened when I was in Seattle for Tati's surprise party with a boy named Sam. Now, I'm going to tell you the full story since everybody seems to be leaving out literally every single detail. In Tati's video, she mentioned that she was disgusted and had to apologize to her family for me apparently saying things that I wanted to do to a waiter and then justifying those actions by saying, I am a celebrity. Okay, this literally did When not I heard happen. her say that, I even thought that must be a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like she in her in her retelling, she goes, I was like, James, you can't say that. He's straight. And do you know what he said to me? It's okay. I'm famous. And even in her bitchy tone, I was like, that sounds like a joke. <laughs> you know. And sure enough. What did happen is that me, Jeffrey, Nate, and my best friend Drew all flew to Seattle to surprise Tati for her birthday on February 14th. That night we went out to dinner with that with Tati and James and her whole family and were in a restaurant. There was a cute boy across the restaurant that I kept making eye contact with and that I was interested in. And the conversation of dating for me and Jeffrey both came up at the dinner table and we were talking about it for a very, very short period of time. The conversation never got inappropriate. Period. The boy that was involved with the story is named Sam. Now, when I originally wanted to do this video addressing everything, I did plan on crossing his name and keeping him completely private, but he has since come out and made a video of his own talking about the situation, just like Tati leaving out many, many details. But in his video and in the screenshots that I have, Sam mentioned that he was perfectly fine and found the flirting that I was doing flattering. So I'm not really sure why this got turned into something much bigger, but it simply was not. And he was looking at me later on that night, he started talking to the other employees about me, asking me if I, I had a Valentine. This, is, this was on Valentine's Day, where he especially thought that I was very attractive and he wanted to get my phone number and all that. But the wait staff at my restaurant didn't let that happen. He left and it kind of just went untalked about. The I'm a celebrity thing is really incredibly frustrating to me because this is an inside joke between my friends and I that Tati is also participated in. I love in, that he showed that. And she twisted this. Tati is even participated in. He said with Tati, is this the family number? Literally 10 people have this number. Feel special. I always do, do it. Wow, you're so famous. Mm-hmm be something far worse than what it is. This is the joke that really is where we say I'm famous, not I'm a celebrity. And it's something that we don't say in public very often because without context, I get it. It looks and sounds really, really bad. Trust me. Um, literally, famous is synonymous with anything good. So yeah, if my YouTube video does well one day, my friends will say, oh my God, James, you're so famous. But literally, if my friend takes a good Instagram photo, and, and it is so frustrating that she turned an innocent and funny inside joke that she has participated in into something so beyond disgusting. I'm going to try my best to make a long story very short. The next day, Sam slid into Here. my DMs first, and I have to see him. We freaking, this guy, He's the one that messaged James. Yeah. He said that basically at the moment he didn't know who James was. And then he went and talked to his sister or something about it. Oh, he's it. famous. And the sister was like, oh, you should message him back. And then I guess basically he messaged him and he told him that he's bi. And that uh, he was interested. Well, there you have it. That's not at all what they said. Mm -hmm. Um 
and now he's making videos about it. It's like, you got to feel almost, I feel bad for James because it's like, dude's out here trying to just find someone to be involved with romantically. And this, you know, he goes on with his life. This guy DMs him out of the blue because his sister told him he's famous. So then they hook up. He tells him he's bi. They go and hook up. And now all of a sudden, not only is that guy talking about it, but everyone's calling him a sexual predator mm-hmm. for hitting on a straight guy. I mean, it's insanity. I started talking back and forth, and he mentioned that he was flattered by me flirting with him the night beforehand. Sorry about last night. You are very attractive. And then I responded with, it's all good, very flattering, actually. A few minutes into the conversation, I asked him about his sexuality, and he told me straight up that he was bisexual. Oh my god, you tried to trick yeah, a straight man into that. thinking he's gay. There was no straight man being manipulated so anywhere. So there you go. Uh, Tati, what the F? Yeah. And I guess he goes on also to show a lot of other um, fake situations that started to show up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. People, people were fabricating were, shit. Yeah. Just straight up. That happened to me once what, during my big drama when everybody hated us. I guess those people still do hate us, but... But somebody... What did they do? They fo- Oh, yeah. <clears throat> people were photoshopping that I blocked them. Yeah. Because I never block people on Twitter. I never, ever block people on Twitter. I don't think I have one person blocked. And then this guy photoshopped that I blocked him. I was like... That's so weird. I, I get I he almost fooled me. I went to his Twitter account and I was like, oh, the guy's not blocked or <laughs> he's not blocked or muted or anything. I've never interacted with them. Um so I've seen that firsthand. People do that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy and it's creepy and it's weird, but they do it. I've seen it firsthand to myself. It's just so yeah. and then the, the weird thing is like a drama channel start picking up on it and reporting it. That's when it gets really, yeah, really strange. <clears throat> the problem is when the story gets picked up and everyone just hears the first version, mm-hmm. and then that's what's stuck in their head, and then it's really hard to go and actually convince people that wait, that's not the actual story. There's more to it, or whatever. People like don't care at that point. That's kind of why I'm I insisting on making this podcast because. The f- gut reaction was that James must die. Tati's the queen. She's the glam life guru. And so now that the dust is settled, I would need to go back and kind of re-explore this because the f- your first reaction is like, oh, and then you move on because you don't care. It's not as interesting. And that yeah. happens all the time. Um, <clears throat> I mean, now it, there were the updates are about pro Jared. <clears throat> yeah, that one's situation. tricky. There's been a lot of of dip of twists and turns in the pro Jared thing that so much I do want to report on it again but I'm kind of waiting for the dust to settle we've been following it closely though um, but it's just becoming like hard to tell at this point because there's so much to each side yeah and all of a sudden the girl who said that her husband cheated <coughs> on her apparently was pushing him to do it or you know she it's was like, into it you, now it's like how can and you even know it. yeah yeah and was saying in text messages that she was going to destroy his life yeah so, you know, um, I got a burp. <clears throat> Jesus. So, <clears throat> yeah, this stuff happens, man. So now here's another part. I'm just kind of moving along here. And through trying to deal with this, I reached out to many of my different friends for advice. I- so here he is get trying to get Tati's advice about this specific guy. So he's by. He's reached out to James. He's interested. He mess. He texts Tati. Says, "Hey, when are you going to come home? I want your advice." Sam, that's the waiter, is flying to LA on Saturday. 
She says, what? I know, we've been talking every single day. She says, you're supposed to hook up with the waiter, not marry him. That's Tati, who made a video saying that you're manipulating mm. straight boys who actually knows the whole situation. I mean, what the hell? That's, that's the most damning part. Dude, like, that's, that's... You were in on it. Yeah. You were encouraging it. That is yeah. just... A bold-faced lie. That's just manipulating people when you know absolutely better. It's cra- But it goes on. It continues on. It gets even worse. <clears throat> um, there was one night in my kitchen where Tati, James, and Gabriel all came over, and I told them the same exact story and showed them the same exact screenshots that all of you guys just saw. Of him Tati saying I'm bye. Mm. Like Tati said in her video, Tati and James actually did have a heart-to-heart conversation with me about the boys that I get involved with. They told me that talking to curious guys was going to continue to get me hurt, and that also it could look really, really bad from an outside perspective if somebody tried to manipulate the situation. And for me, this was a major, major wake-up call that I took to heart because I honestly had never thought about it in any other way because I knew that everything that I was doing was always consensual between both me and the boy, and I had receipts to back it up. But I wish I knew at the time that Tati's advice was really a warning yeah she did exactly what she told me someone else may which was tell my story with no details no facts and no proof and twist it around and now serious allegations have surfaced that could permanently damage my career you gotta love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um she warns him which which makes me think that she's been thinking about this how to weaponize Mm -hmm. this for a long time but you gotta love that she She's the one that ended up using it against him. I mean, with friends like these, who needs enemies, right? Yeah. My goodness. Judas. <laughs> Judas Guru. Get gam life. Gam life. Glam life. <laughs> I could tell looking at her, the way she just sits there. You know. She's, man, she's in over... <sighs> I gotta say, I, I, I respect James. And you you made a point about you think that what he was doing was borderline. I do think he has a lesson to learn here with what he was doing because that uh, the the situation was, con- like, it, it was, there was consent from Sam. So I'm not saying that he did anything wrong, but it is pushing a little bit of a problematic thing when you're a celebrity. Let me just say what happened. Sam went over to his hotel room and they made out in his hotel for an hour and then he left. That's what happened. Yes. And then he kind of <clears throat> basically kept talking to him from what I understand. And it sounds like he's kind of confused about his sexuality. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. And either way, I just got the feeling that because he said, like, at first I didn't know who he was, but then my sister was like, oh, it's James Charles, you should respond. And I feel like that kind of pushes you into a situation that maybe otherwise you weren't going to go into. Mm-hmm. And I think James needs to be aware of that. Right. I think it's an important <clears throat> lesson for him to and, learn and, from. And as he said, and he, he received it. Well. Yeah, yes. Because um, you are not just another guy. You are also <laughs> famous and therefore... You have the power to influence people more than someone else would. Yes. Sadly, he is, as he said, a 19-year-old virgin. Yeah. And so, I mean, golly, you know, it's tough to be mature about those things at mm-hmm. that age. But um, I think you make a great point, Hila. But then the way that she twists it on him, she's on one hand giving him the advice he needs, and then on the other hand weaponizing it against yeah. him. I mean, who are you? What actually, who are you, you know? 
I mean, it's it's shameless. It's totally shameless. I'm glad he really explains it well, and I'm glad he did because from his point of view, after that video came out, he must have just been like flabbergasted. Yeah. And to see his sub count dropping by the millions, and to be able to still put himself together and make this video, mm-hmm. love it. You go, girl. I actually think he made a really uh, poignant point, a really fantastic point here. I always apologized for the unwanted attention and the conversation was put to a halt immediately. I do take full responsibility for sending these messages and this situation has definitely taught me that sending messages that are so forward and direct like this are unacceptable oh. and I no longer So he was criticized that. for sending um, straight men or boys in general, be like, hey, you're hot, stuff yeah. like that. So he's responding to that accusation. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. A few different guys that I've talked to in the past have since came forward with their stories or posted screenshots of conversations that I had with them saying that I made them feel uncomfortable. And reading some of them, I honestly felt really, really bad. I reached out to all the boys directly and apologized to them for my actions. But aside from those few guys, people are treating hashtag James Charles's over party as an open invitation to add to the narrative with lies, which is not only harmful to me, but it's also creating very, very dangerous stereotypes around the LGBTQ plus community. For example, Zara Larson, who's a pretty big singer, tweeted saying that I messaged her boyfriend multiple times knowing he was straight. And this tweet got almost half a million likes before it was deleted. In her defense, she did later on say that it was only one message, but it was way too late because the media had already read it. You can see the message. Just, you're really hot. Mm-hmm. Saying that I was harassing straight men and wouldn't leave him alone. Had I known <clears throat> that he was dating Zara Larson, I clearly never would have messaged him in the first place. But this is all very hypocritical considering this is how Zara Larson found her boyfriend. I'd like to. I think this is such a great point he makes here that I actually yeah. need to acknowledge. Let me go back and find that tweet. I known that he was dating Zara Larson, I clearly never would have messaged him she in the so first place. The but this is all very <laughs> hypocritical considering mil- this. Here, she said, who are you? Where do you live? How old are you? Why are you so fine? How do you like your eggs cooked in the morning? She said to him. By the way, that worked. They're dating now. That girl's <laughs> thirsty as hell. God damn. Um, so... Is how Zara Larson found her boyfriend. I'd like to pose a question to you, the audience, and ask why is it okay for Zara Larson, a woman with a public platform, to tweet these photos of a shirtless man and say, Who are you? Where do you live? How old are you? Why are you so fine? How do you like your eggs cooked in the morning? But for me, as a gay man, to DM the same person in private with a simple compliment is predatory. These stereotypes around gay men have been and continue to be very, very harmful to the community and have been historically used to villainize gay men in society. Someone completely fabricated a whole entire That's story. That's a great point. Yeah. I actually do think so. Mm-hmm. You know? You you go, girl. Good point. Uh, peanut gallery, do you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, he's right. I mean, that's been a thing for as long as I've been alive of like, uh, you know, gay men are gonna force themselves on you or, or come after you or whatever and it's bullshit and yeah i mean he like he said i mean giving somebody a, a single compliment in a private message is not remotely fucking predatory i mean that happens every day it's a little skeevy time. it's a little it's for a, a little pub skeevy. for james charles to be like hey wow you're so hot well be like what but but he acknowledged that yeah, you know yeah. it, it, the, but the element that Ela brought up of him being famous uh, it, that does change the dynamic that's true it's different than just you know a stranger but but, but what she did was like way beyond what he did Freddie, why are we barking we're doing a show here shredder shredder chill out um so anyway that that pretty much shreddy do you want to go outside we're doing a show for christ's sake 
So that pretty much closes what I had to say about Tati. And I think that, uh, Shreddy, what, what are we doing here? Are you ruining our show? Is it tea time? Shredder's not good at it. So that closes the book on Tati. And I have to say it was uh, eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, he really came with the receipts, with all the proof. And then, I love this, their reaction is always like, guys, it's time for healing. After they got called out. Yeah. Because Tati actually tweeted, and let me show you. Let's just put it all behind us. Yeah, exactly. Here's Tati's final statement. Um, not this one. She said, she had a really bitchy response to his video when it first came out. She goes, I've left town on a digital break to heal. And pray for healing on all sides. My family made me aware of what was just posted. And I'm disappointed to see it littered with so many lies and half-truths. Okay, well, first of all, if you didn't uh, watch it, because your family told you, then how do you know it's littered with half-truths and lies? <laughs> but, like, okay, I didn't see... He, he provided proof to everything he said. She said, I stand by my videos. Do not twist my words into what they are not. Hear the message, she said. Uh... A.K.A., by the way, she deleted her original video, so she did not stand <laughs> behind it. In fact, yeah. she didn't even respond. But this is always the case. He comes with proof, and all of a sudden she wants to take a, a break for, and pray for everybody's healing. It's like, do you remember who broke this face <laughs> to begin with? Humpty Dumpty? Um, yeah. I stand by my video. Whatever. She just gotta own it, man. You gotta apologize to him. Like, say you were bitter old. Sincerely apologize. Yeah. Just admit that you're a bitter old hag, okay, that's getting passed up by this young, he's the new uh, beauty guru now. And that breaks your heart. Just admit it. Just, I think it's like, I mean, I think James definitely deserves a lot of credit for it. He's the 19 year old. Yep. And he was under such an attack. Yep. And he pulled through it. And I mean, he came out a lot more mature than the other guys. Dude, girl, he came out with his hair flowing. <laughs> and she's off on a praying vacation. She's off praying for the healing of everyone. Yeah. And taking down videos. So, anyway, now let's move on to Jeffree Star, who, if anyone's a danger to society, as I've said, it's him. Um,. Jeffree Star. Okay, let's see here. Where do we begin with this guy, man? I feel the same exact way. On Monday, May 6th, Jeffree posted this tweet to his Twitter, which I... He goes, who else has a draft folder full of tweets they wish they could send out? I want to keep it so real sometimes, but the behind the scenes in the beauty community... Uh, but I'll let karma do its work like it always does. Okay, Jeffree Star. I started getting tagged in. After this tweet and a few other ones from him and his friends, I decided to reach out to him and ask if there was something going on that I should be aware of. He replied to me and he said that it was not about me and that it was about another brand stealing his ideas. This message was in a voice memo which has since disappeared from the screenshot. You'll just have to believe me. I have literally no reason to lie at this point. Even though he said it wasn't about me, I still asked to talk to him, but he said he was unavailable. A few hours later, while I was getting ready for the Met Gala, I got this text from Jeffrey. Concerned, but mostly really- He said, we definitely need to talk soon. Tati and Shane and a few others told me everything that you have said about me the last six months. I am heartbroken, disgusted, and so sad to hear about everything, but shockingly not surprised. I've only been a great friend to you and never said anything bad about you behind the scenes, which is obviously not the case. I don't know about- I'm really confused. I reached out to him about meeting together in private in hopes to speak together and figure out the misunderstanding, but he didn't reply. Three days later, still no response. I decided to reach out again, but he was not available to talk. I flew to Australia on May 
8th and on May 10th, hours before my scheduled meet and greet appearance where 5,000 fans were already waiting outside, I was woken up at 4 in the morning by my friend because Tati had just uploaded her video titled Bye Sister. Watching Tati's video, it was very clear to me that my friend was still very hurt and even though I had already apologized both privately and publicly, I wanted to make a video right then and there with my raw and honest emotions. But because of the time difference, it took me an extra few hours to film the video and get it up and by the time I was about to hit publish, I received yet another text from Jeffree So here's Jeffree Star. He says, are you going to respond to everything or pull a Manny 2.0? I'm not in deep enough to know what that means. When you, so this is the same boy. He says, when you basically trapped Sam in your hotel room in Seattle, psychologically forced him to stay and made him feel horrible for their pennies you spent on the room, I knew something was terribly wrong with you. When Zach showed me the snapshot message of you trying to force him to like you and send him photos, it was completely horrifying to see you use the same sentence as a rapist would use. He was so grossed out by your behavior and the way that you tried to make him feel bad for not reciprocating the same feelings. Star. I've already cleared up Sam and our nights together being 100% consensual. He was absolutely not trapped in a hotel room. But Jeffrey also brings up Zach. Zach is his boyfriend, Nate's brother. And not only did I not pursue Zach, who identifies as mainly straight, but it was actually Jeffrey who suggested that I talk to him in the first place. Hey, Nate's brother is single and mainly straight. Oh. Right up your alley. Sounds good. And By the way, when a gay guy refers to a guy as mainly straight, that's kind of a douchey, that's Jeffrey Star kind of being manipulative towards a straight guy mm -hmm. to his gay friend being like he's mainly straight <laughs> you know uh only if you maybe if you're famous and rich enough mm -hmm. you know like fuck you jeffree star and he <laughs> sounds great for me uh-huh and uh he just moved here work zach and i talked on snapchat for maybe a total of 10 selfies back and forth to each other. He was super, super sweet, but it was very clear to me that he was not actually interested. And the conversation stopped before anything could even get remotely flirty at all. Um, with everything going on, I did not reply to Jeffrey's text in the moment. A few days later, on Monday, I woke up again in the middle of the night from a phone call from my little brother Ian, who was very, very upset. He told me he had tweeted saying, why do people act so tough online about somebody from his hometown who was bullying him? And Jeffrey Starr, of all people, had quote tweeted Ian's tweet saying, why is your brother a predator? Why did you really move back to New York City? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Many so that's what Jeff, Jeffrey tweeted this from nowhere to James's, oh God. To his younger brother. His younger brother here. The guy just says, why does everyone act so tough over the internet? This is like a 15 year old. I don't know how old he is. And Jeffrey Starr is a grown ass man. How old is Jeffree Star, Dan? He must like be in his 30s. 27 or something like 27. That. Let me check. The guy looks like he's 80. The guy looks like a the crypt keeper. Maybe I'm wrong. Wait. Looks like he's 57. Looks like he's 107. 33. Yeah, 33. My age. All right, so don't think I'm being an ageist here. <laughs> but imagine me going to a 15-year-old, minding his own business, and say, Why is your brother a predator? Why'd you really move back to New York City? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. What? Okay, who's a danger to society again? Yeah. This guy's calling anybody out? How does this guy have fans? That's so true. How did people like that? 17,000 17, people. I don't understand Jeffree Star. How does this guy have fans? I mean, this is really troubling. Back to New York City. Exactly. <coughs> Shut the fuck up. How do you talk Many to a child? Many people were quick yeah. to call Jeffrey for bullying a kid who had nothing to do with the situation, yeah. literally at all, and he deleted the tweet. After this, I went to check my phone and noticed that Jeffrey had texted me a few minutes prior, and I opened my phone to this. 
I really want to read this text out loud just so you all get to hear exactly what I had to read, um, but also so I don't miss anything. Grayson is going on camera shortly to finally tell the world how you tried to molest him and touch him in his sleep and made him uncomfortable for months, you sick motherfucker. <coughs> Next, Zach will be going on camera to tell how twisted and sick you were, trying to get him to like you and then make him feel bad when he didn't want to send you photos back. Then, Sam from Seattle will be joining me and Cameron to talk about you trapping him in his hotel room. You need to be locked in prison for a very long time. You need the internet taken away from you. You are a danger to society. As disgusting as it is, Who I have to admit, like bringing up Grace and Dolan was pretty clever. At the height of all these allegations and stories going around, both of the twins unfollowed me, not wanting to be associated, and fans started speculating that the rumors could be as to why. By the way, uh, all these fair-weather friends, I mean, I'm blown away by how everybody just dropped James on a dime. Like, the Dolan twins, in an effort to not be associated with him, unfollowed him on Twitter. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, you, you bitches, all these people. It's like, hello, stand with your friends, man. At least figure out what happened. He says they reached out to him directly to see if he was okay, which is nice, but it's like, god damn, y'all. Too bad that aside from our pre-planned collaborative jokes that happened in the Sister Squad videos, me and Grayson flirting, nothing ever happened between us. And when all this went down, I knew Jeffrey was lying because the twins were two of the first people to call me and make sure that I was okay. I already mentioned Zach, and I still have no idea who the Cameron Jeffrey is referring to in this message is, but he also brought up Sam last, who we also already talked about. Later on that day, though, Jeffrey was right. Sam did upload a video to his YouTube channel telling the whole story. He left out almost all the details and included an illegally recorded FaceTime call, which was on May 2nd. Told you to remember that. But even through all of this, he still managed... So, so anyway, Jeffree Star... That the, So here, by the way, if you want someone who's a danger to society, look what uh, Jeffree Star tweeted out when he was 25 years old to a 16-year-old Justin Bieber. Who else wonders how big and tags him Justin Bieber's dick is? That's a 25-year-old man tagging a 16-year-old child. Like, the fact that he tagged him is even more disgusting. Like, mm -hmm. he wants Justin to know that some creepy dude is, is creeping on him. Who else wonders how big Justin Bieber's dick is? The fuck? 2010. Then 25. Yeah. I mean, I'm blown away by that. There's a bunch of tweets here, let's see. I've had so many straight boys naked that I think I deserve a Lifetime Achievement Award. I wonder who's down to fuck tonight. Straight boys, where you at? I like straight men, not gay boys badly. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, exactly. So all of a sudden, uh... Mm -hmm. <laughs> calling the kettle black. I mean, Jeffree Star is so psycho. It's scary. He even has- Jeffree Star even has a song about, um... That he's into straight boys, and it's painful, let me tell you, so I don't want to play you a lot of it. I mean, gee whiz. Here we go. Get your teacups out. Yes. Yes. Straight boys, come to play. Straight boys. He was actually trying to make an actual musical career. This was a real attempt at music. I want to pull up you. I gotta get the lyrics. Sorry. Jesus. Wait, where's the lyrics? Hold on. Yeah, artist Jeffree Star. Album Plastic Surgery Slumber Party. Um, Here, I actually do really want to find the lyrics. Just put it in Discord for you. Oh, thank you so much. Great one. Um, 
Yeah, I think we gotta, sorry, sorry everybody, I have to read the lyrics to this, this is way too good. Okay, y'all ready for this? This is gonna be good. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Yep. I want a boy with juicy lips, who doesn't care I don't have tits. I want a boy like me, but hotter. I eat out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oof. Straight boys, I must confess. Wanna get under my dress. Give me a kiss kiss. Give me a fist fist. Woof. Straight boy. I don't think any straight boys are gonna fist you, but alright. Straight boy. He says he wants to hit it from the front to the back. I want a boy who would take the blame. Putting Ron Jeremy to shame. I want a boy under the sheets with pink stained boxer briefs. Ew. Like, ew. Like a blood stain? They don't have to tell their friends they're getting it from both ends. He wants a boy with a blood stain in his underwear. Bro, no. Bro, this guy's a danger to society, if anybody is. Alright, I think we've heard enough. So for this guy to actually- Oh god, oh no, 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 we have multiple videos playing. I'm panicking. Hold on guys, everybody just be patient. Why is it so bright? Did Dan help me? Probably minimized or something. Just close. I don't see it anywhere! Oh my god. Okay. Wait, I still hear things. Are we good? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> please, I was like, please, God, make it stop. So for Jeffrey Starr, who says he wants straight boys with blood stains in their underwear, uh, who, when he was 25, tweeted at Justin Bieber, directly tagged him. I want to, uh, who wonders how big Justin Bieber's dick is, to call um, James Charles problematic is uh, really something to think deeply about. When we looked it up, it was it was a 16-year-old Justin Bieber, too, yes, right? Yes, yes. 16-year-old nice. Justin Bieber. He was 25 at the time. <laughs> I mean, that to me is just... Pre yeah. I mean, my goodness gracious. Not great. I don't understand the Jeffree Star stuff, because that guy seems to me to be genuinely... Ter like, like wow, I don't get it. But, okay, there you go. I've said enough about him. Uh... Let's see. There's more. God, this this is like the whole. Received yet another text from Jeffrey Star. Oh, I've already cleared up. Stuff. Okay. So then, all of a sudden, this is how he responds to to James' video. Wait, let me make sure I'm not making missing anything here. More. Last but finally not least, Jeffrey posted this tweet claiming he hadn't seen me since February and that Nate banned me from their home. Now, this so-called ban this is, good. is the first time I'm ever this hearing of yeah. this. And I just think it's really funny that Jeffrey brought this up <laughs> considering the fact that he's tweeted me twice in between February and now saying that he missed me. Yeah. Um, regardless. That's the only part that he said he's banned from his house, but in that period, he's met. To, he's messaged him saying he misses him. <laughs> so after James posts his video, Jeffrey Star says this: "Everyone keeps asking me for my receipts. I have so much to say and some really sad, disgusting things to show you guys. James Charles tried to mass manipulate you all today. When I show you proof and why I tweeted that tweet about him, you will all finally understand." Did I show the original tweet that he said that he's a danger to society and everything Tati said is true? I think I don't this know if is we it. showed it today. 
I think I got it here. No, god damn it. Maybe you guys can find it. Thought I had it. Uh, maybe this is it. We know what it says. We do. You just said it, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. But um, let's see. Anyway, so yeah, he said he's a dangerous society, and everything in Tati's video is true. He basically, you know, got involved. Um, so now he said, I've got receipts, he's disgusting, and he tried to manipulate you. Except, what happens next? Just like Tati, he puts out a video saying it's time to heal. Hello, everybody. The last few weeks in the beauty community you believe this shit? and some of our personal lives This guy's gonna take the been- high road? <laughs> He doesn't apologize to James. He apologizes to his little brother, but he says, I have receipts and I will destroy you. And all of a sudden, when James actually defends himself, this guy's going to take the high road and people actually buy it? That's a Very creep. insane. I know a lot of straight people. Straight boy. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As this plays, I want to play straight boys. <laughs> yeah, we, gotta, we have to set the atmospheric here. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Jeffrey. Where were you? Tired of hearing about the subject. I know a lot of you are yes. expecting to get a lot of tea today. Yes. I know the whole Much better, right? Sitting here wondering what is Jeffrey Star going to say next. Much better. Um, and I think that this will be one of the most important videos that I ever upload. Yeah. About ten days ago, Tati <laughs> uploaded a video about James Charles. It <laughs> caused yes. Now this is the real deal. Behind the scenes, (laughs) and I think today I would like to shed some light on the straight boys. Take it from the mouth to the ass. Things are getting straight boys. I want to put blood in their boxers. We need to have a conversation. Straight boys. I want to put blood in their boxers. Don't tell anyone. For those reasons, I'm out. Straight boys. Hey guys, I'm so sorry. I was so immature. I shouldn't have gone involved. Sorry, I tried to destroy this bright young boy's life and called him a sexual predator. Justin Bieber. By the way, how big how big is your dick, Justin Bieber, when you're 16? Straight boys. How big's your dick? You let your veto in. Yeah, this is giving me anxiety. And for those reasons, I'm out. I thought it was funny. I'm man. Anyway. Tati's final remark, uh, she says she stands by her video. I think we already showed this, but in the end, she stands by her video. Mm-hmm. And she's disappointed to see James's video littered with so many lies and half-truths. Uh, do not twist my words. Hear my message. Who are you, Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah. Hear my message. <laughs> Shut up! Anyway, she erased her original video, so... How am I supposed to hear your words if you erased your video? You know? In the end, I think this is a very valuable uh, parable. Um, Eli, you had some interesting things to say about kind of the danger of internet beef and hate mobs today. How people are just so quick to judgment. Yeah, I just feel like it's been so crazy. And with Twitter, for some reason, it's like wildfire. It's like... It just spreads so fast, and everyone hears about it. And then, like I was saying earlier, like no one really cares to follow up and actually hear the full story once both sides, you know, tell their story. So 
it's really dangerous. It is. I mean, there there could be like a million people walking around thinking that James Charles is a pedophile. Well, I have to even I have to eat the crow a little bit because in our original podcast, I showed a lot of those screenshots from James and being like, mm-hmm. oh well, sure, there's a pattern of of of. Uh, I mean, there's accusations of him of all kinds of things that are not substantiated. So we really need. We really need to be wise about how these things spread on the internet. I mean, specifically on the internet, because things happen so fast and so strong that we don't have any time to actually sit back and think uh, and reflect. It's like you said, it's just a fire, and I've never seen anything like that. And I'm I'm really glad that James had the opportunity, and that people were still had the attention to listen. Mm-hmm. That he didn't take too long to address it. Um. Yeah. On the other hand, with the, with the pro Jared thing, I don't think people are still care, even though um, there's more screenshots now and more texts and stuff like that. I don't think anyone cares at this point. No. The story is not as interesting, which is so dangerous. And it's not as nuanced either because the guy was definitely a creep. I mean, he's got his dick out. He had a he had a Tumblr blog Just called the, My Little Sins, Sin Jared. I mean. Yeah. I just mean the fact that it's like, it's judged by how interesting the story is at the moment. Yeah. How juicy is it on Twitter right now, trending, and then you move on. It's so crazy. It's true. Jared's one is tough. I mean, I'm sure that that the the side that we got that everybody reported on is so biased. Like, I'm sure Jared would have a lot to say about it, but... I'm glad that I'm glad that James Charles was able to cl- kind of cl- come with name. receipts. Mm-hmm. Jared, on the other hand, I don't know, man. That guy is just—I <laughs> mean, his dick's on the internet. What do you? How do you come back from that anyway? You know, say he's completely innocent. I mean, dude, I saw your dick. <laughs> how do you come back from that? You know, so. And for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, once your dick's on the internet, yeah. especially that dick pic. Like you, if you if you're nice looking and you've got a nice dick and it's maybe you're just walking around, but the fact that he's like full on dick pic from below, like <laughs> squeezing it hard. You know when you squeeze your dick, you can make it like look bigger and harder. He's doing that, and it's just all gnarly. I like and, that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Garth likes that. <laughs> I managed to avoid seeing it. Up until I think it was yesterday, when really? somebody when somebody rep- replied to uh, I think it was the uh, Twitter poll we ran. With just, what did you just think about picture. it? Picture, well, it, you know. What would you <laughs> rate it on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> I didn't inspect it too closely. I mean, it, it, it you know maybe it was the angle, but it seemed you know at least he doesn't have a micro penis, I guess. Yeah, you know, it could be worse. No, he doesn't have a micro penis. No, he has a normal penis. That's <laughs> what we all said. Yeah. <laughs> Not a micro. I like the joystick version better when it was drawn on top of. I would have preferred to have just stuck with that one in my head. Well, we've been going, man, I have so much more to get to, but I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm getting sick. Yeah, you've been sick since yesterday. Ice ready. And I don't want to push it, but I mean, we have so much more to get to. It's ridiculous. Ah. should just briefly cover this phase stuff because it is pretty interesting. Okay, yeah, I actually have a good take on this phase thing. So phase, the phase clan is a huge gaming uh, uh, team. I guess they, they came around during Call of Duty, right? Is that right? I believe they started as a YouTube channel of, like, 
they were like one of the original 360 no scope noob right. things, but like right. unironic, not like the MLG yeah, yeah. edits or whatever. It was like the real shit. Right. So, but they've been around. They they have a huge name in gaming. And a lot of young gamers, they have teams now, professional teams of all kinds, uh, want to be on phase. And recently there's been a huge lawsuit by one of their top players called Tifu. He's huge. He's like the size of Ninja now playing Fortnite. And he has come and uh, laid a lawsuit against FaZe for having predatory and illegal contracts. <laughs> he said his contract was so predatory he had to sue FaZe. Now, each of these people have a huge fan base, so the debate is very um, dicey. About he, sh- he said this, she said that, and this and that, like... The FaZe guys have made tons of videos talking about it. Tifu's made uh, videos talking about it. And I, what I want to do is I don't want to get in the weeds with all this emotional. I only care about what the contract says. And the contract was leaked. Okay, so I'm gonna, just going to look at the contract. I'm going to give you my take on that. Um, so, because I do think that this is really interesting and, and it is important. Because this reminds me of when I was a young YouTuber like MCNs had, they were so predatory mm-hmm. because it's unregulated. You have eager young kids that don't understand what they're getting themselves into versus a huge corporate or huge people with lawyers who know how to take advantage of these people without any regulations. It's a recipe for people getting wildly and and uh, irresponsibly taken advantage of. And so it, it, it reminds me of back then and in what... Mm-hmm. It's really not okay what these companies uh, get away with. So, basically, I found I have the contract. So let's just look on on this on the basis of the contract that they offered. <clears throat> Brand deals bought in by Phase Clan. Phase gets eighty percent. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's right off the bat, that is insane. I've never heard of anything <laughs> in my insane. life. I mean, in traditional media, there's laws and regulations about this to, because this predatory behavior is just out of control. Mm-hmm. A manager, a traditional manager, an agent, they're taking 10%. 80%? I mean, what are we talking about here? Manager's like, 20, you but see, still. You could see 20, you could see 30. I have partnerships. That's... So I have partnerships. Most, when I get an ad through an agency, they'll take 10. Mm-hmm. I have a partnership... The only one I have where they take 20, they do so much work. Mm-hmm. They bring so much to the table that I'm happy to give it to them. Mm-hmm. But I, but but um, 80% is is untenable. I mean, that's just not a feasible relationship. It's extortion. That's, it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, in-game sticker merchandise, I don't know what that even means, but it's 50-50. Um, brand deals brought in by the gamer, 50%. I mean, again... They should be taking maybe like five or ten percent if they brought in, or even zero to be. If I'm being frank, mm-hmm. appearance fees, fifty percent prizes, Tifu gets eighty percent of tournaments. Okay, fine. So, so I mean, this is really bad. I don't even know. I personally, um, people are saying, well, why, why did they he sign it? You know, <laughs> he's a he's a young kid in his early twenties or late teens. He's being approached by one of the biggest e-gaming communities. He wants to be a member of Phase, and he's stupid. He's dumb. Yeah. He's eager. And in the beginning, you may not know the numbers that are going to be involved, <laughs> and you may not know what's normal, what's not normal. Right. You know, exactly. You, you, you don't. Learn, you learn as you do it. So. I mean, he's talking to these phase guys, and they're probably letting him, leading him on. This is this is normal. Right. This is what everyone gets paid. 
uh, they might be saying stuff. That, now I'm speculating, but this is the kind of stuff that I've encountered. Oh, we can renegotiate. We can revisit these and stuff like that. Just be like, well, don't worry about it. You know, let's just get you in the door and we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Now, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that the contract has a specific termination clause that forces Tfue to sit on the sideline for six months and not professionally play any video games if he gets fired for cause. It says, and it says specifically, I'll read it verbatim, in the event of a termination for a gamer material breach, gamers shall be prohibited from playing video games publicly, online, or in live tournaments, or professionally for a period of six months from the effective date of such termination. So what that means... I mean, that... Six months. They're they're effectively saying, if you breach our contract, we're going to ruin your professional gaming life. I mean, in six months' time, that's like, you're going to be left behind in that amount of time. But this is so predatory. It's borderline on evil. I don't think we said, but the the contract was for three years. Yes. So they're saying, sure, if you breach this, you cannot play professionally anything anywhere for six months or we'll sue you. I mean, this is just evil. This is predatory. This is evil. This is kind of like their this is their trump card for like, oh, if this guy ever gets unruly, if this guy ever gets out of hand, then we get this ultimate trump card of like, okay, go ahead and leave. We're going to sideline you for six months and sue you if you try. I mean, that kind of clause has no place mm-hmm. in a contract in the real world that would be so illegal so wildly inappropriate for them to even include this is is shocking it's appalling it's a shame it's a disgrace it's an embarrassment and i think that phase should really re- and and i think this is important for all of new media contracts that are unregulated and not a lot of eyeballs on it I think it calls for an extraordinary need, though, for regulation. But all these companies that that are putting this kind of stuff in the contract, they need to be held reliable. So I don't know any of the backstory about Tfue. I don't know what he said or what he did or what FaZe did. I don't know what. But all I know is that stuff like this in the contract um, ne- needs to be brought out. Mm-hmm. It needs to be brought. It needs to be talked about. Because these are not huge corporations. These are vulnerable, young, bright young stars, rising stars who are building this community for the betterment of all of us in new media, including FaZe. And FaZe, to include terms like that, is truly, is truly heinous. I mean, it's just heinous. Um, another issue that... Is, is it verified that that's the contract? It is verified. Mm. I verified it. I verified it with somebody close to the situation who said, yes, that is it. So there was also other things in there like that that they had the right to reject any opportunities if it didn't if they didn't agree to it so they were limiting his opportunities mm-hmm. to like do other stuff. I think that was one of his main complaints yeah. too, from what I understand is that they were declining things without even telling him about it and he would mm-hmm. find out later mm-hmm. things that he was willing to do and wanted to make money off of. So <laughs> so everything aside, I'm not getting into the details. I see people saying Oh, well, he skyrocketed in popularity after he joined FaZe, or FaZe tried to offer him a bunch of new um, uh, agreements that he kept refusing, or that um, Tufu just wants to leave to start his own organization. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is what I'm seeing here that was in the agreement. In the event of termination 
A gamer shall be prohibited from playing video games publicly or online in live tournaments or professionally for a period of six months, effective from date of termination. That's a shame. Shame on you for putting that in. I mean, give me a break. That mm -hmm. makes me sick. I mean, it totally reminds me of when we started YouTube. Because you would just, every YouTuber we would talk about, they were all stuck in contracts they didn't want to be in. And it's, it was like, well, I'm stuck with these guys for three years. What am I, what am I going to do now? And right. it was all this craziness. It was tough. And, you know, and nobody really understood either. People thought mm -hmm. that being part of an MCN made you more money. That wasn't and true. And they did nothing. We didn't even know why we were joining MCNs. And we even had one bad experience that these guys made Ela cry. I mean, who was it? What was the name of them? Uh, studio. Studio. That's their new name. They were, uh. These guys are the absolute worst. They were Studio 73 or some shit. Something like that. Evil. I mean, evil. We signed a contract, and they changed the terms on us after we already joined. And we're like, yo, what the hell? Yeah. And it was like, we can't function in this setting that you guys are setting us up. It has to be what we discussed. And they were like, well, you signed it, so bad for I was you. Like, well, I was like, listen, we signed, we on on uh we signed it was a misunderstanding just release us then and we'll go part our ways and he says listen this is the real world it's mm -hmm. time for you to grow up you've signed this contract and we are not going to let you out of it so you just need to suck it up and you and we own you now yeah and Ela started crying because she couldn't believe this was just so evil it was just like pure evil and helpless a, too out of and a just bad helpless, movie you know just pure evil and so this shit exists, and my god, this is worse than something. Yeah, Collective Digital Studios, that's it. And, and after then, they got the bad press, they changed their name to Studio 73. Right. And I have to say, 71. To this, 71, mm. thank you, Dad. And I have to say, to this day, shame on them. I would never recommend anyone to join that. Never. And really, I mean, ugh, this is worse than anything I've ever seen. But then the beautiful thing was that when we were completely didn't know what to do, we Ethan made a tweet about it, and then they dropped us. Yeah, all course. of a sudden they could drop us out of the contract. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden there's no problem, no lawyers. Well, that's exactly yep. this situation, right? Yeah, because uh, uh, the Phase Clan guys were pushing back against this Tifu thing, saying it's a betrayal, a backstab, blah blah blah, or whatever. And then the contract leaked, which let's be honest, I mean Tifu probably leaked it, right? I mean, well, I don't, know, I don't know, but I started. We don't know that, but I mean, if it I was going to come out one way or the right. other. Well, f there's a lot of people involved, right? In phase, there's a lot. Of right, I guess it could it could have been another person within the organization. But the second it was released, they completely changed their tune, and the phase guys are saying, "Oh yeah, the contract was." Trash. We knew it was bad, but we tried to make you better. <laughs> right. Ones. So yeah, yeah, it helps to put people on blast publicly. Sometimes you got to do that. You know, and so, dude, these guys should just shut the. F in my opinion, after seeing this, I don't know about anything of the beef between them personally. But bro, this is does not look good. This does not look good, and it's not right. It's not okay. And shame on you and your whole organization for putting that in. Shame on you. That's all I say about it. I don't care about Tifu. I don't care about Face. You do not put that in a contract, especially when you're dealing with the kind of people you are, who aren't re well representative, who aren't well. You are literally preying on ignorant young mm -hmm. people. There's there's no way to dispute that, okay? You're the one who is in the beneficial position. Like, you know better. You're the one who needs to be... You uh, need to be guiding them. Of course Tifu's going to want to get away from this. 
mm-hmm. when he blows up. He's not psycho. What do you expect him just to be like, all right, well, now that I'm making millions of dollars, I'm just going to let you take 80%, 80% of, of it. <laughs> Shut up, idiots. <laughs> this makes me This makes me upset. You cannot defend this. And anyone who reads this, I hope. I, I, it really does upset me. So that's it. That's my whole thing on FaZe versus Tfue. I don't care about anything else. All right, and I got a second energy. Let's keep going. Jake Paul versus Cody Cole cyberbullying. Man, Jake Paul's a fucking <laughs> idiot. I knew he was dumb, but man, I didn't know he was this dumb. <laughs> so he's going after Cody Cole, which is a commentary channel. He makes fun of people like all of us. I don't think he's extraordinary in the sense that he's more vicious or cruel than anyone. So this one guy is cutting uh, Cody's hair in part of a vlog, and Jake shows up to confront him for being a cyberbully. Here we go. So apparently, uh, like we'll halfway the through the interview, they're gonna spin Cody around. <laughs> I'm gonna go into this closet. Uh, that's Where does Jake the find set. these? I'm gonna be hiding in that these closet. Yes, men. And then Jeff is going to ask Cody a question about me, and I am going to come out <laughs> after after yeah, that. Nice I don't want to like violence <laughs> is be answered. Like, be like, hey, what up, bro? Like, I'm gonna fight you. Like, no. But like, I do want to get a point across that like that Cody, you like you are a piece of. That's true. I've heard stories of like girls nice again crying and like literally being so hurt by your. Ian videos just pointed out he's got a straw what? in his uh, lidded cup. <laughs> kind of fucking oh, good psycho catch. does that. Nice catch, Ian. <laughs> good eye. Like it's ruined their days or weeks even. I'm not cool with that. Like, what gives him the right to do that? I feel like he'll be so shocked. Like to me, this guy are- rare aesthetics, by the way. He just, he'll dick ride Jake for a full month just for this little bloop. <laughs> Rare aesthetics, guys. Give him the recognition he needs so he can stop riding Jake's dick. <laughs> this yes man is, is hurting my soul. Like this are, are really the most hurt people inside? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Sometimes I think Jake is smart, but then I see stuff like this and I'm like, wow, he is like, he is like 50 IQ. So Cody Cozy is up there getting a haircut, and we were just having a conversation about, you know, people that he's made fun of and all that, so I'm going to kick his ass, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jake, put all of your intellectual musts together. Here we go. Get ready to debate. I love how this guy only got a Jeff. Like, how am I supposed to find out who he is? <laughs> this guy gets a Jeff. <laughs> Cody doesn't get anything. You're Which kid? Kids, bro. I don't like that. Which kids? I don't like cyber bullies, and you're a cyber bully. Bro, you sound like you're 12! <laughs> what the hell? I don't <laughs> like cyber bullies, and you're a cyber bully. Oh, man. I intentionally saved watching this for the show, and I, it's even worse than I fucking imagined. I think Jake has gotten dumber. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, he's lost IQ points. You know. Well, he clearly he clearly knows how awkward this is because he can like barely even get it out. You're, no, but you're he. I think everybody. he really thinks he's getting him like a Chris Hansen. <laughs> you know, have a seat. Hey man, you said sorry. That's good. Yeah. I'm sorry for bullying you. No, it's. I mean, By the way, he doesn't realize that he's making fun of him. Like, 
I'm bo- like mm. bullying you. Yeah. What are you, a little bitch? <laughs> not okay. I think like, I'm bullying Jake like, right now. For real. Like, can't tell if he's joking. No, I'm not joking at all. Like, I'm not joking. Like, for real. Like, there's kids out there. Like, I, I've met girls who you've like, into like, gone in on. And, like, I don't, I don't f- with it. I don't, I don't need, to, I don't need to bring up their names to cause drama for them. You know what I'm saying? But like, no receipts, like, AKA. That, that shit that you do, like, you sit in front of camera, like, actually, like, can resonate into people's hearts and like. That's not cool. I just don't like it. Uh-huh. Hey, I had a great time at your party last week. Um, By the way. But it's like, who are you, Jake, to talk? What have you done for anyone? So I made a little tweet that I'm going to toot my own horn here because I thought I summarized it pretty well. So Jake Paul says, yo, we need to discuss cyberbullying. Also, Jake Paul, doxes Post Malone, whose house is later stuck up at gunpoint. Also, Jake Paul, hosts a party where girls are drugged. Also, Jake Paul brainwashes kids to sell the merch. Also, Jake Paul posting softcore porn to 12-year-olds. And then one I actually forgot is, oh, Jesus, that is so graphic. That was a thumbnail. Um, also, Jake Paul, he did the mystery box scam, like, only a month ago. Also, this whole destroying the house they were living in, Beverly Hills or yeah. whatever that was. Yeah. I mean, bro, he w- where, he ruined the neighborhood for all of his neighbors. <laughs> where is your moral compass? What are we talking about bowling? You're yeah, you're he did all those garbage. things, but dude, he didn't he didn't bully anybody though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he's been accused of bowling. A lot of his Team Ten members said that he was a total douche and he bullied them. Right. That's why yeah. they left. The I bet you the news guy who was there trying to report felt like a little I want to say bullied. I mean, Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> You really just need to shut the fuck up sometimes. Pretty sensitive about it because it seems like his older brother bullies him like every day. That's of his true. Life. <laughs> Logan definitely strikes me as a bully. Yeah, I can imagine them growing up. You're a bully. Probably beat the shit out of him. Yeah, Logan's probably, yeah, that's a good point. But still. <laughs> you can be there, bro. Can I get my haircut and everything? Can I be on the show soon? Can I bring Cody to the party? Yeah, he said sorry, bro. I'll shake your hand for that. No, no, just say I no. Just say no. <laughs> Jake's so desperate to like. Pull some kind of resolution out of this. Yeah. He said sorry. He said sorry for bowling you. Like <laughs> he was kind of goofing on him, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no! And then and then this guy's trying to set up a joke because I watched his video and he made a he made an edit. I think they pre-planned this joke, so it was like uh, he would be like, "Can can Cody come?" And then Jake's supposed to be like, "No," and he's like, "Oh well, whatever." But he f- so he kept this in. He edited it so poorly. He makes the host look like an idiot. Watch this. You can be there, bro. Can I get my hair cut and everything? Can I be on the show soon? Can I bring Cody to the party? Yeah, he said sorry, bro. I'll shake your hand. Watch him. No, no, just say no. Just say no. Just say no. That he he can't come to the party. Oh no, he can't come. Okay. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you? Why did he even include that? <laughs> how are you, bro? Good to see you. If you can dish jokes, you gotta be able to take them. He's not not taking it. He's just confused. Yeah. <laughs> what joke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 I try to get late late, dude. I don't want Jake to come. They still have a little ominous music going. Yeah. I was being nice. Now, Cody makes tasteful videos. He likes to poke fun at people that... I don't know why he... he... Okay, yes, like, some of it's funny, right? Like, you clearly have a huge audience, but you're spreading so much negativity. So it's like... That's fine, man. Where's the... Where's the... Where's the... Where's the barrier? Like, where's, like, the... Did you think about this, Jake, before you decided to come in here and debate him? (laughs) 
you know? <sighs> yeah. It's very uncomfortable. You spread so much negativity. Like, okay, what kind of content do you want to see, Jake? Smile more. I literally... We all just need to say, hey, everyone, smile more. Yeah. Um, I was literally scrolling through that tweet I made and saw a thumbnail so heinous. <laughs> His fans are so young. I remember. Hello, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? You literally want to fuck... You literally have sexual tension with your mom. <laughs> Jake. Am I cyberbowling him right now? <laughs> also, you're Jake Paul. Hello. What's new? Everybody makes fun of you on YouTube. What? Like, did you not get the memo? You're Jake Paul, dude. Look at you. You look like a you look like a member of a boy band that didn't get the cut. Not a good line. No. <laughs> Shit. I just cyberbullied myself. <laughs> Should we keep watching this? It's pretty cringy. The line, you know, where is it like funny versus like that's f***ed up and like you're, you're... Yeah, very deep, Jake, very deep. Where's the line between funny and effed up? <laughs> there you have it, uh... Jake Cyberbully intern, what is this? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw this 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 evening. He's cyberbullying an intern. He goes, please read if you're an aspiring music producer engineer. He says, if you are a young aspiring music producer and engineer, please read. We are in need of a full-time producer engineer who will mainly act as an engineer for us. That sounds like a, a big gig, right? <laughs> then he goes on, this will be an internship. <laughs> and will provide you with real-life experience, connections, exposure, and a whole lot of fun. Bitch, I don't work on fun. <laughs> fun doesn't feed me, idiot. Full-time? We want to... So, I'm like, Jake, your team... You're supposed to be the super millionaire. You can't pay <laughs> someone? What, what the fuck is this? It might be a paid internship. Does it say unpaid? To me, when he I says, I think it is because he's yeah. saying we will, will provide you with real life experience. It's definitely it's unpaid. Language. Language. You're right. It it's unpaid. I guarantee you, it's unpaid. <laughs> because when he says, "I'm looking for a music producer engineer," we are in need of a full time in house producer engineer. That sounds like a job. <laughs> yeah, full time. So yeah, this is an internship. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Anyway, I'm trying to give him the benefit said, of that, but you're I probably said, uh, right. Full-time in-house producer is also intern, bro. You can afford to pay him, you cyberbully. Yeah, <laughs> got him right. Got him. Yeah. <sighs> we have a lot of fun out here in H three HT podcast, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you guys having fun back there? We're chilling. Yeah. How about you guys? Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys fucking suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the worst. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm the. One, I guess I gotta. Are right, here. I guess I'm the one entertaining here. Okay, so let's move it on. I was like, guys, can you hold the show for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you guys, but sometimes you kill me. In all seriousness, that was way cringier than I ever could have imagined. Like, what me asking you guys no, to participate no. in the show? <laughs> 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 the fucking Jake Paul video. Like yeah. I said, I didn't watch it because I kind of wanted it. I wanted to see it fresh on the show, <laughs> and just from the description, I kind of had an image of what it would be, and that was so much more awkward. Of <laughs> them just kind of standing around. I second that. That yeah. was very cringy. Well, actually, you know what? Let me pull it back up, Dan, because I feel like when you have the full context of what he's trying to do, you can appreciate okay, how so much Jeff more cringy it is. That kind of just, just cut to the chase, but here, like when he. Ex <laughs> 
when he explains what he's doing. Thanks, mom. Nah, I'm just kidding. Kind of. Not really. Um, I'm about to confront like one of my biggest haters. Twenty. Eight-year-old wannabe comedian Cody Ko, or I saw this Cody Ko guy for the comedian. first time when boring? he was working at Full Screen, also, which is like a is YouTube community network, as like a little uh, back-end tech developer. And now he just shits on people. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the to internet. Crushed. Okay. Imagine. Imagine like a uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, <laughs> 19 year old, 20 year old that doesn't have as much self-confidence. Like, what that would do to them. And why? That's why, like, oh, Jason, even you, like, he's, his feelings are why, no. Like, he's doing it for someone. <laughs> no, he's got ultimate confidence. The, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. The logic I'm just in, doing like, it for everybody else. Continue. He thought this confrontation went so well. He went and made a uh, a summary. So we cut the cameras off and uh, had a longer, deeper conversation and. I genuinely felt like Cody has zero remorse. He doesn't give a shit. He's not going to change his ways. Um, huh. Man, can't imagine that. that intervention didn't work, huh, Jack? Change, like, I really thought it would. His, his processes or his thoughts on everything is if he faces enough backlash. I believe that social media creators won't change if they are a bad person unless they Jake, receive enough if backlash. if you honestly For thought example, that you were going to cause Charles. a backlash against Cody Ko with this video, you truly have the lowest IQ on this planet. You are for so what? dumb. For making a few jokes? Like, think I'll, about it for a second. Also, like, he's trying to show examples of Cody being a bully, and he shows him, like, making fun of minions. I shit you not. Cody's going, minions? Who likes those? And he's showing that as an example. I was like, dude. <laughs> I used to give Jake credit for being somewhat intelligent business-wise, but... I mean, yes, I don't you could do both. I don't understand how he hadn't learned the lesson. To, like when he came on this podcast, what almost two years ago now, um, the reaction to his appearance was like largely positive because it seemed like he was just kind of owning the criticism and and you know, not quite embracing the meme, but you know, he was self-deprecating. He was kind of humble while he was here and everything. And it seemed like that's when somebody shits on you, if that's how you react to it. People actually like you more. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can handle that, it well. Doing this right. just makes it makes me want to make fun of you even more. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a cyber bully, the shit out of this like kid. He, he thinks he's a hero. Right. Doing this. I you know, know. You know that's you hit the you hit the nail on the head there, Dan. Because I feel like the charm of Jake was that everyone shit on him, and he just took it in stride, and it didn't mm -hmm. bother him. Right. But now he's Mr. Cyberbully, <laughs> and it's not a good look. Especially when he tries to pass it off like it's not He's just, its not about him. Just imagine no. somebody else how in, that's insecure. Think, I'm secure, <laughs> but somebody else might be insecure. I think anytime Jake tries to articulate a point, he should stop and not do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen to this. Gets accused of being a sexual predator, gets accused of, you know, anyway, he's talking about James Charles now, but dude, come on. You look like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> See, that was, that was a better one than the boys. Thank you. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, well, moving on, Game of Thrones. I got a lot of grievances for Games of Thrones here. Game of Thrones. This is something that I've been invested in for such a long time. I love the story. I love the characters. I knew in my heart that this final episode would be irredeemably the worst thing ever. Um, did anybody like it? Let me start with. No. Uh, no. Uh, Ian, you said you were more neutral. Neutral, neutral to slightly negative on Ian's part. I, I was 
big thumbs down. I was a yeah, Ian. You, what did you like about it, or, or did you not read the books, or I mean, what were you? You just thought it was fine. How else are they going to do it? What was your take? Yeah, I never read the books, and I checked out like a few episodes ago. So <laughs> sure. I was just like, yeah, it's it's all right. It's cool. <coughs> well, okay. Spoiler alerts. Obviously, I think everybody knows what happens now. So. Brand becomes king, and that's just so dumb. It's so dumb in so many different ways. I'm going to break it down for you guys here. I'm very passionate about this, but before I get into it, this tweet I loved. This woman thinks that she says a lot of disappointed reactions on this website about Brand becoming king. Reminds me why we live in a society with so many, with so few maintainable opportunities for disabled oh, people. Oh my God! This <laughs> is meant to be. A, yeah, this person thought that it's. Oh. Because he's disabled, that people aren't happy that he's gay. Oh, yes, oh yes. God. This isn't meant to be a comment on the show itself or the character writing. I have not been a long follower and recently caught up some because thinking that a disabled person don't deserve chances because we can't do anything as rest in restrictive settings perpetuates ableism. It's why we get unfairly shut out of employment. Shut up! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we don't like Bram becoming king because it is dumb it's and dumb it doesn't make no sense. sense. Yes. Nothing to do with the wheelchair. And because his character is not doing anything. Can you imagine? I hate disabled people. <laughs> That's why he shouldn't be king. <laughs> All right, y'all. I've got a whole list, so come with me, okay? I just have a list of shit I hated about this episode. One, the unsullied leave the continent, yet John is banished to the north. John is banished to the north because he kills Daenerys. The unsullied, his arm, Daenerys' army says he must be punished. Um, they're the only ones that care. They leave before John, yet John still has to go live his whole life on the Night's Watch. Why? So dumb. Nobody fucking cares. Bran is the king. Why is Bran the king? I feel like they literally only did that to subvert expectations. They didn't build it up. They didn't justify it. Only three episodes ago in Winterfell, they want Bran to be the Lord of Winterfell. And he says, I can't be the Lord of Winterfell. I can't be anything anymore. I'm the three-eyed raven. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, bitch, I'm king. And he even has the super smug, out-of-character answer. Uh, Tyrion says, would you like to be king? And Bran says, why do you think I came all this way? Mm -hmm. Like, all of a sudden, he's Mr. Fucking Cool. Also, Bran the Broken is the title <laughs> they gave him. Bran the like, Broken? Yeah, that's rough. Can Isn't we... Bran the Three-Eyed Raven, Bran the Seeing, Bran the Wise? Anything. Bran the Broke-Ass Nerd. Brand the lame -o. Why would you call your king the broken? I don't know. That name just, I couldn't get over it. <laughs> Brand the broke-ass fucking lame, undeserving. Um, how about Arya, who trained all the show for this ability to take someone's face and go and do anything and kill anyone. She didn't use that ability not once the entire season. Mm -hmm. We built that up for nothing. In fact, Arya goes all the way into the Red Keep with the Hound, turns back, finds the white horse like it's some kind of prophetic thing. We thought maybe Bran had set the horse. Guess who did? Nobody. Pointless. No reason for it. Arya's yeah. character was pointless, poorly written. Nothing happened. You built this character up to have all these beautiful backstories and threads to go in all these different places. What does she do? Sail west because nobody knows what's west. Are you fucking kidding me? You have dragons, you have magic, you have boats, and none of you dipshits have ever sailed west? What the fuck? How about her brother that uh, sees everything? Oh yeah, and how about Bran, who can literally see everything? Mm -hmm. Nobody's been west. Shut up. 
nobody's been west. All of a sudden, she's Ar- she's Arya the Explorer, but she's not even an explorer. That's not even part of. That's not even a major part of her character. She wanted to become stronger. She wanted to escape. So what does she explore? That doesn't make sense. She, oh, I'm going west. Why? Why would she leave her family? The whole point of her story arc was to reunite with her family and protect them. And now she's going west. What? Fuck you. Also, everyone leaves Bran alone. What is he going to do by himself? Bran the worthless? Yeah, the broken. Bran, yeah, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> what was the point of John even being Aegon Targaryen? What was the point of it at all? It never amounted to anything. It never went anywhere. Um, what was the point of anyone finding out? Varys was writing notes to everyone in the whole kingdom that John is Aegon. Whatever happened, nothing ever happened with that. He never yeah, became king. Right. What he, the hell? He never did anything. He literally was just sent back north as a punishment for murdering the queen, who the only person who cared about it was the Unsullied, who fl- already sailed off. Why should John go to the north when he is the rightful king? Yeah. And everybody knows he's the rightful king. And he already has the following. People already want him to be king. He's the one guy who is well-respected, is battle-tested, knows how to rule, has groomed his whole life on how to rule, and besides all that, is the rightful king. Why is he going to the north when everybody wants him to be king, and the only people who don't want him to be king already fucking left the entire continent? Let me ask you also this. Tyrion, who has proven to be one of the dumbest characters possible in the last two seasons, finally commits the biggest coup de gras of all time of stupidity. He comes walking out in chains in front of Grey Worm, having been a conspirator in the murder of his queen Daenerys. And he says, uh, you know who should be king? The one with the best story. Seriously, Tyrion, and all of your travels and all everything you've been through, you've decided that the person who should be king is not the one who's capable, not the one who's smart, not the one who has the the, peop- the interests of the people at heart. No, he says the one who should be king is the one with the best story. Sorry, what the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with your ability to rule? That's the point of your character to come with to that the best story. So he says that's why Bran should be the king because he has the best story. Bitch, stop right there. Bran doesn't even have the best story. Fuck you. John has the best story. By far. He died and came back. He died. He was living his whole life a lie. He was Aegon Targaryen, raised by Ned Stark as his own son. Everyone thought Ned Stark was like a perfect guy except that he cheated on his wife. Nobody could believe that. Guess what? He was raising his sister's son the whole time to cover her deep secret. It was John the whole time. He was the Targaryen that everyone was looking for. He rode a dragon. He killed the queen, the girl he loved, to save the realm. Guys, he is the true king. And you're going to tell me Bran, who fell out of a fucking window and sat quietly in a wheelchair the whole time, has the best story? Even by that stupid metric, which doesn't make any fucking sense, he doesn't even have the best story. Tyrion continues to be the worst character ever. He went from being the smart, wise, all-knowing character that everybody trusts and loves to being an absolute nitwit who should have been thrown off the side of the fucking castle by Daenerys because he's useless and he's an idiot. His character doesn't make any fucking sense. Why didn't anyone even allow him to make that decision, let alone the Unsullied who would have put his fucking head on a spike knowing them, uh, allowed Tyrion to make the decision for Bran to be king and then everybody else just goes along with it. How dumb is that? Okay, The... Uh, what do you call the people that, that from the Iron the Iron Island? They go, uh, she made an allegiance, the Iron Island girl. Right. Yeah. She made an allegiance to, to, Daenerya, for, to Danny. And uh, Tyrion just goes, no, no, no. Uh, you know what? Bran, a Stark, 
should be king because he has an interesting uh, story. And then two minutes later, she goes, I. <laughs> also, Sam suggested democracy, let the people vote. Yeah. And they all laugh at it. Yeah, they all laughed at him. And then they, they're okay with that, with picking Bran because of his story. Yeah, fuck democracy. Oh, and by the way, what is the point of Sam's story? How much did that guy go through just to be a fucking maester for Bran the Broken? Like, seriously, that is what it all led to? Give me a fucking break. Sam ended up being a useless little bitch himself. Tyrion is the biggest useless bitch. Bran's character doesn't even make any fucking sense. And everyone at that table is a punk bitch useless cunt. Okay? How about the prince from Dorne who magically shows up at the end of the story and also and all of a sudden is like, okay, yeah, let's have Bran be king because he has an interesting story. Meanwhile, his Stark sister who says, oh, except for me, I'm going to be independent in the north. And everyone's cool with that too. So now the Starks are in charge of the north and the entire kingdom. And everyone's just like, I, because Bran has an interesting story. Yo, and you just... I didn't even think about this till now, but uh, the the Greyjoy chick, uh, Yara, yeah. you pointed out she she was only there because she had the deal with Daenerys. Yes. The deal was that the Iron Islands were going to become independent. Yes. So why would... So Sansa gets to leave, but she doesn't? Yes. I mean, and she didn't... And do you know why, wow, Dan? That's do you know why? Because Bran has an interesting story. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. That's a really also good point, this, actually. It, there was one scene of Jon killing Danny, and then it cuts from that to everyone sitting there already knowing what happened. Sansa came from Winterfell. That would take months to get there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think are... it's implied there was a long time skip, but that's, the, I mean, everything was so fucking rushed that it was and like then, hard to tell. So, so Danny, who's the major, the most impactful character of the whole story, the mother of dragons, she is slayed by Jon, her lover. She dies. And in the very next scene, they're laughing and goofing around. Her, her death has no impact. It has yeah. a negative impact. It is so not impactful. It is so pointless and worthless. I mean, how could you fuck this up? You can see that the writers, these bozos who created the show, have literally checked out. This is a spit in the face of fans. I hate it. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. It's so bad. It's so bad, dude. These two idiots who made the show just ran off to make Star Wars. They literally didn't give a shit about how this story ended. It doesn't make sense. Bran has a better story? What the hell? I love, too, when Tyrion's, like, explaining his rationale for why he has a good story. And he's saying things like, he's the three-eyed raven. Does, other than, like, one or two characters, do any anybody no. at that meeting have any idea what the fuck that no. means? No, in fact, we don't even know what that That's means. That's a good point. We don't, we don't know what that means. Bran doesn't even know what that means, for all I know. It doesn't mean anything. Right. In fact, during the long night when the, when the, uh... King of Winter got bitched out by Arya. Um, the Night King. We were we the Night King got bitched out by Arya. We were being like, you know, Bran. They're going to explain he was up to some shit. He was doing stuff. No, he was sitting there uselessly the whole fucking time. He warf warged into some crows. What? He literally did so nothing. Much cooler if he was like, because the thing is, it kind of leaves it with this sort of. It's not explicit at all, but like this sort of implication that Bran was puppet mastering everything. Like you said, when yeah, he out of character is like, that's why I'm here, or whatever. So I think what that was was like a last-ditch, pathetic attempt by the writers to give some meaning right. at all to their shitty writing when actually there wasn't any. That's not Bran's character. That is just not Bran's character. Yeah. They didn't set it up that way. They didn't put any clues into it. The, literally in the episode before, he said, I'm nothing. I can't rule anymore. This person said it greatly. Nathan Huck, I don't know what it's from, but he says... 
<coughs> so John John Snow was a Targaryen for no reason. Bran became the Three-Eyed Raven for no reason. Danny had an amazing did amazing things for three seasons for no reason. Prince who was promised no reason. Everyone you wanted to team up for eight seasons teams up for no reason. Everyone you wanted to die dies for no reason. Brandon Stark, this character no one gives a shit about for three seasons is king. Why? No reason. That's why I've watched Game of Thrones since 2011 for no reason at all. Harsh, but uh, not um, fair. It's such a shame because it was so well made, and it's just I love the world that they created and the characters and the actors and the outfits. Like everything about it is so well made, and then the story was just. <coughs> so I think lame. that's important to say because I saw, I think it was Sansa's character. The uh, what's her name? Um, Sophie, Sophie, Sophie Turner. Turner yeah. So she was saying that she thought she was disgusted by everyone's reaction because yeah. everyone worked so hard. And again, and I, I'm like with her. There's like a petition her. to remake it with a million. And it's not. Signatures. And it, and again, it's not about you. Everyone says. I say. I mean that when Daenerys attacked King's Landing, it was, it was some of the most incredible footage I've ever seen on television. Or movie or cinema. I mean, the show was just amazing, and the work they put in was just amazing. The acting, it was breath. Everything about the show was amazing. And these, and the reason I am so many pissed off is because these two fucking bozos, HBO wanted ten seasons, and these two fucks who got their heads way too big wanted to run off and make Star Wars. And they, this, this uh, cultural masterpiece, this import, this was an important piece of cultural literature. They did not, they betrayed George R. R. Martin's vision, they betrayed the fans in HBO because they wanted to go make a Star Wars movie. Now mark my words, I guarantee you to this day, everything they make from now on will be shit because we are going to see their true talent as filmmakers. They were only good because they were working with George R. R. Martin, they had the source material to work from, and the show was fantastic because they were able to work with that. But now, everything they make is going to be shit because their true color is going to come out. They're going to go make a Star Wars trilogy, it's going to be ass. And after that, people are not going to want to work with them, and they're going to go down as talentless hacks that by some fluke made this incredible show, but that it, they ruined the ending. And I do think that they have tarnished the legacy of what was otherwise one of the most incredible and important television um, sagas in a modern time. I mean, really, and it still is, despite their best efforts to ruin it. But that 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 petition is not against all those crew members' work. In fact, I would say it's in support of them. Their hard work. Those guys shit on everyone's hard work by ending it hastily the way they did. That's my take on it. Um, yeah, I'm upset. Here's George R. R. Martin talking about it. Dave and Dan, when they I come through. Showed this Why is it ending? Uh, I don't know. Ask Dave and Dan when exactly. they come through. Um, we could have gone to 11, 12, 13 seasons. Exactly. But, uh, they, I guess they wanted a life. Uh, <laughs> you wanted it to keep going. Well, it, it, you know, if you've read my novels, you, you know there was enough material for, for more seasons. Uh, they made certain cuts. Um, but but that's fine. We have five other shows, five prequels in development that are based on other periods in the history of Westeros. Some of so them. There you go. He's not, he's being cordial, but you can tell mm-hmm. he ain't happy. Why wouldn't they just pass it to someone else? Because they had a they had an exclusive agreement. George said that he never wanted to make it, have his books be made into media unless it was the perfect people. And he met these two guys. He thought they were right. He liked them, and he gave them the sole. Um, authority to make this show. So when they left, HBO couldn't hire someone else to finish it. 
They literally shit on everybody. Um, what's the point of the Ice King? Nothing. By the way, also notice after this episode, there was no commentary. You know how they always suck their own dick about the writing? They bounce. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we talked about it last time. I was like, come on, guys. Then, I want to see what you have to say about this. You know what's the perfect little twist of bad writing? At the end, Bran shows up. Tyrion's there with their new uh, circle. And what who shows up are the most worthless, pathetic group of people, including Braun, by the way, who started as a secondary character that was charming, who who became this I think George R. Martin said that Bran Braun was never meant to be a central character and the producers liked him, so they kept the network mm-hmm. wanted to bring more of him. Braun, who has betrayed Tyrion at every level possible, is now his master of coin sitting there. This guy is this writing is so pathetic. That also presupposes positions that Tyrion uh, appointed Bronn to have a seat at the table of as master of coin. Yeah. Tyrion is literally the dumbest, most useless character in this story by far these past two seasons. I go even further back than that, but yeah. Definitely most deteriorated <laughs> from where that character once was, you know? It's one of the highlights of the show at one point. Also, while the Dothraki kind of forgot that whoever kills their cow becomes cow. Yeah, remember actually all the lore and story building? The Dothraki, when you kill their cow, you become the cow because they respect power and strength. Danny was their cow. John killed Danny. They would, by their own traditions, follow John. Right. Yeah, idiot. Instead, they just disappeared. They didn't even address what happened to them. They just went and raped and pillaged also, the whole continent. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, Bran said he may be able to know where the dragon is and then. There's no Nothing. Up. They're like, just... Bran's like, any reports of where the dragon is? Uh, no. I'll be, I might be able to follow him. I might be able to find him. Okay. I felt like that had, like, a what dark implication, mean? too. Right, he's gonna, what, is he gonna warg it, so now he has the dragon to, like, rule with an iron fist? Wasn't he supposed to already warg it in the battle? That was the whole fucking point of his character. That he could contribute happen, yeah. something. You just, you can't just keep hinting stuff and then it doesn't go anywhere. Like, what was the white horse? Why did Arya go on a white horse? And then the next episode starts with her walking. The horse is not even there. Unbelievably bad <laughs> so writing. Bad. Unbelievably, unforgivably bad writing. In fact, so much that the character who plays Bran, when he fre- first read, read the ending script, he thought it was a prank. He said he thought he was being pranked. Yikes. No, dude, that's the real ending. Also, these idiots cannot stop... Uh, how hard is it when you're shooting a scene... Watch this. They had a cup in the previous scene. Fucking kidding Here's me. a water bottle <laughs> in the final scene of the show. Bro, it's a fucking water bottle. <laughs> That's what they're doing in the season finale. A fucking water bottle. <laughs> Guys. Whoops. That just gives you an idea of how fucking checked out. I bet you they weren't even there. They're out there sucking Jar Jar Binks cock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we collected, um... I'm so upset, you guys. I'm so upset about this. It's seriously... If you told me Bran becomes king, John kills Danny. It's not even just the outcome, it's like how you got there. Everything happened so fast. Yeah, like I agree with you. You don't yeah. have any emotion. When Danny died, I, just, I wasn't even feeling anything for it. It was literally just like, nothing. There was all this emotional music, and then the next scene is like you're supposed to laugh, and like you don't even. It just had no effect. I was 
incredulous when the dragon just randomly like nukes the fucking Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking corny. Like Which, what the fuck? And again, I thought maybe that was a, a sign or a statement that they're gonna go with no king, right? And but then actually, it doesn't all, go anywhere. all it ends up being is a handicap ramp for Bran. Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> um, here we 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 gathered a bunch of memes because we weren't the only ones who were upset by this. Actually, no, I mean it's it, usually with these kind of things, it's pretty d- divisive. But uh, I mean, outside of the woman who thinks it's because Brand's handicap, <laughs> it seems like most people are shitting on the ending, including the cast. Oh yeah, this was great. Sansa's like Brand can't reproduce. Absolutely no one. Sansa Brand's dick doesn't work. Who has a better story than Bran, Tyrion? How about every single person <laughs> in the show? Yeah. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. We kind of forgot stories are supposed to be good. <laughs> Sam, what if we invented democracy? Everyone else, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, Daenerys is my queen. Bran should be king. I. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion, brand the broken, brand. Yeah, actually, just brand is cool. Tyrion, brand the busted up. Uh, no, okay. Tyrion, brand the wheelie wheelie legs go feely. No feely. No feely. <laughs> What's west of Westeros? I don't know. No one knows. It's brand. Okay. Yeah. John. Yeah, yeah, yada. When you this was a very popular one. When you don't contribute yeah. to the group project and still get an A. This one was. <laughs> it's brand. Yeah. Brand the little <laughs> handicap thrown. Yeah, we we appear to be missing a master of whispers. You literally see everything. By the way, why all of a sudden is Brand Mister like Regal? Like he knows how to like bitch. You've just been wandering around in the snow, you idiot. Mm-hmm. He did in the early seasons rule, but he's not Brand anymore. That's true. Right. Right. Best way to kill Cersei. One, Jaime kills her. Night King kills her. Arya kills her. Drogon kills her. Bran wargs into... S- number 15, Bran wargs into Cersei and commits suicide. 146, she gets pneumonia and dies. 1,672 gets trampled by rocks. <laughs> Cersei and Jaime could have moved if they survived just a little bit to the right. <laughs> Sir Jaime died while telling Cersei that he was in love with Brienne, who was super hot in the end. That's what she wrote in the King's. You know, there's a little book that she writes this story. Yeah. Couldn't handle the snap of her sweet puss, so he crawled back to his skanky ex. Sorry, I couldn't make you come like your sister, Jamie, you gold fisted loser. Me watching Brienne close the book without letting the ink dry. There was actually a great line. Someone said, uh, Brienne closing the book without letting the ink dry is the perfect metaphor for this season. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. We set sail for Nath and leave seven kingdoms forever. Is he gone? I think so. Lol John, you can stay here. It's cool now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now our botch has ended. These two idiots. This was actually a great one. It's got a Rubik's Cube, George's book, and then these bozos just painted over the <laughs> side of it to make it look like it was complete. That's actually really clever, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. What do we say to HBO on Monday? Unsubscribe. <laughs> you know what? It's not HBO's fault. They wanted to do 10 seasons. I like HBO. I'm going to stay subscribed to HBO. I respect HBO for creating this. Mm-hmm. They still have great shows. They still have great programming. I'm just upset that this cultural hallmark really was just <sighs> laid to rest. I mean, it ended much like Danny. Pathetically, quickly, 
and without a single tear. <laughs> I was going through mourning, to be honest. Over the past last several episodes, I was getting sad that it was ending. But yeah, whenever we would talk about it off air, you were like <laughs> legitimately sad, like not even angry, like just sad about it. I was, yeah, and and I wasn't able to really come cope with the loss of this story and these characters because I'm I'm dealing with what is just utterly like pathetic writing. I mean, really, just like like middle school grade writing. It it's doesn't. It's like if you just sense. took someone on the street and just asked them, "Here, finish the story." <sighs> Man, uh, we've got a lot more, but let's let's save it. I want to do a um, no meme left behind soon, and there's there's a lot of really great material here. Yeah, I feel like I was bitchy this whole episode, man. I was <laughs> I was on one. <laughs> I was like, but there you have it. That's the HT podcast. There I hope it is. you guys enjoyed. <laughs> I guess when I drink tea, I turn into a bitch. <laughs> That's it. That's all Heart we got. Spilling the tea. That's it. Oh, and we made a new video on HTHU Productions. Ela is pregnant as frick. She is gonna have to give birth any day yeah. now. My back really hurts. I can barely sit. Yeah, this, we're at the point where like. I mean, this could be the last episode before it mm -hmm. happens. I mean, yeah, it yeah. happen at any moment. People were wondering. We are still. I'm going to come in by myself and just update people. I think it'll be nice. Just get out of the house. Unless for a we're at the hospital, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, we'll we'll play it by ear. But my my intention is to come do it mm -hmm. solo. Just do a short one, like an hour or something. Just talk about stuff. Maybe bring some footage, video, some the baby, baby footage. Stuff. We'll view with the baby. Not like you shitting out the baby, <laughs> just like home videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look concerned. <laughs> Guys, have a blessed weekend. T-G-A-I-F and God as written in the Bible. Um, thank God it's Friday. We love the weekend. We love our crew, our cast, Dan, Ian, Zach. Ian, by the way, has been making these cold opens. He's doing a fantastic job thinking of grooming Ian to become one of our editors. So... Um, he's even though he may be getting a promotion soon, he will be interned still forever by title. It's true. Well, that already happened. I know, but well, that is like so loud, dude. <laughs> I feel like, but yeah, I well, I want people to know that he is getting promoted. He's being recognized within the ranks of the company, but he's still in the intern. <laughs> forever in our hearts. Zach, thank you for your service. Dan, I mean, come on, Dan, the producer. Who you kidding, huh? That's the raw of the raw. You know what I'm saying? We gotta. We I don't want to give it away, either. but we we gotta do something with that. Yeah. The Ross. It's <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for your support. I I I thank you all for being here with us and listening to me ramble. Um. I got more. There's more to come. I wonder if there's gonna be more drama. I feel like it will never end. I feel like it has got to end. I kind of would like what a quiet this? episode. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think there's ever been so much drama one after another. I don't. I think this is the most dramatic like month of my whole career. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot. It's nice not being involved in it, though. It's really nice. <laughs> it's so I nice. I think that's what every YouTuber is thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not involved. All right, guys, thank you all so much. We do love you and appreciate you for being a part of the show and being here with us. We will see you next week. Until then, have a fantastic week and a great weekend ahead. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.